It's a new day. Yes, it is. I am Vaughn Johnson. You got me mad now. You know, you got a bicycle. Feeling good. Well, the st- skeptics and all the people have a little bit of... Let me do this again. Oh, it's live, pal. Sorry. We ride the bicycle in the arena. With my man, man, Pots and Pants, Nick Bacone. That's me. I don't know where the kid is that was riding it, but he ain't on it when they brought it to the ring. Tomorrow, I'll you can kick your face off. I don't know that But I don't like it when things are going my way. Don't you dare be sour! He don't know nothing else. <laughs> hey, you know that wrestling, like, you know that wrestling bro. <laughs> give me a hell yeah! I said give me a hell yeah! What is up ladies and gentlemen out there in internet land and welcome to episode 267 of the Straight Shooters. My name is Vaughn Johnson, and I'm joined as always by my main man, Pots and Pants, Nick Bacone of Philly Voice and Philly Influencer, and we are back after a week a week's hiatus with another fantastic show ahead of us tonight here on this Wednesday, January 13th. Like I said, we took the week off last week because the day we usually record is on Wednesdays, and as you recall, January 6, 2021 was a wild day in the history of our country so we decided to you know because we probably just spent the majority of that show talking about the uh the insurrection that happened at the state the nation's capital last week uh you know again seven days to to the day that we're recording this again on january 13 2021 but uh, we decided you know what no one wants to hear from us today because you know wild stuff is going on and in, in, in down in dc and uh it was really bad, deadly insurrection, actually. Uh, but the one thing I will say about it is that a lot of people snitched on themselves on that day, and they're getting locked up. And our president today, before we recorded, has been impeached for the second time. How wild is that? The first president in United States history to be impeached twice. He has literally half of the impeach impeachments in the country's history. Um, there are only four. Uh, this is how embarrassing it is for us right now. But... Um, but, you know, we're not going to make, you know, we usually do the, the political talk on here sometimes, you know, but last week would have been majority talking about that. But yeah, I wouldn't have been um, able to focus at all. Right. Right. So we're back again this week. Uh, also, because what we're going to talk about tonight, it's just so absurdly silly and ridiculous. <laughs> it just wouldn't have fit the day not at all. <laughs> or the week, the week <laughs> that, that followed, uh, even though today is still pretty bad, too. You know, if you're just looking at it from a historical standpoint, but um, but it's not nearly as bad as it was one week ago when people literally died um, during the insurrection, the, the attempted takeover of the, of the Capitol building down in D.C. But uh, we're going to talk about, we're going to do another deep dive, I should say. We're going to dive deep, not into WWE's COVID situation, which I'm sure everybody's talking oh, about. Jeez. <laughs> the WWE champion has COVID. Uh, not into AEW's COVID situation, where Chris Jericho apparently had COVID or something like that back in September. Yeah, uh, after you know, Sturgis. How about that? Right. How about that? What What do you know? You know, <laughs> who could have uh, thought? Who could have thought? We're going to talk about something a lot, much, much less serious than that. We're going to talk about Ready to Rumble. No, not the <laughs> video game that was on Dreamcast. That was pretty dope. The boxing game. <laughs> I don't know if you recall Ready to Rumble uh, on I, Dreamcast back in the day. Does not surprise me that you would consider that dope. Uh, that was that was like a launch title for Dreamcast. It was dope, but we're not talking about that. No, no, no. This is much less dope. 
much less dope. We're talking about the movie Ready to Rumble, starring David Arquette and a host of WCW's finest, or at least their finest as of 2000. Okay. So, yeah, we want to deep dive into this film, much like we did with No Holds Barred, which uh, saw a lot more fanfare than Ready to Rumble. <laughs> and yeah. it, it was for a company that was much more successful at that point than Ready to Rumble. But we're going to talk all about it. But before we get into Ready to Rumble, Nick, how are you doing tonight, my good brother? Man, I'm able to focus uh, better tonight, even though it's another crazy Wednesday, you know, like... You said January 6th. Uh, I, I think I might have texted you and been like, uh, why don't we just hold off just because uh, I wasn't sure I'd be able to even talk about what we were seeing, let alone, uh, you know, the videos and everything that was going on in social media and then, you know, mainstream uh, news and all that. And it's been a crazy week since. Uh, today's another crazy day, but I guess not as crazy as seven days ago was. So um, I remember taking the these notes on this movie ready to rumble the i think it was last tuesday or whatever and i texted you a couple times that uh it just it was a lot i guess the ridiculousness of it was charming to me because i thought it was hilarious and uh in a, in a good it, way even though it was a terrible movie it was like so bad that it was good for me and it is can't a- wait to dive into it much like a No Holds Barred, it is a very, as I would say, maybe less cheesy than No Holds Barred, but it is one of those movies where if you are under the influence of alcohol <laughs> or something like that, you might enjoy a lot. If you're looking for a, uh, you know, straightforward, even like a comedy, you're probably not going to find that with Ready to Rumble, because there are like maybe three funny moments throughout the whole movie. Back I don't know. Almost, I mean, that's why I liked but, it. I, the ridiculous things like made me laugh yes and the ridiculousness I found of the movie i didn't find what they actually wrote down to be funny it's just the ridiculousness <laughs> of the movie to be funny again if you are uh inebriated in some kind of way you might find it hilarious that's, that's you know what i'm saying but um and i'm all for the, the terrible uh movies I'm, I'm not usually for terrible comedies i'm usually for terrible mm-hmm. horror movies mm-hmm. but like so i will admit is 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 a I wouldn't say it's a guilty pleasure because that would imply that it was pleasurable <laughs> to and, watch. Yeah, and you would probably like a guilty pleasure. You usually uh, take on a, like more than once. I don't think I would watch this again. But no, 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 no. no. But when I was like twelve, when this first came out, eleven or twelve years old, yeah. I watched it multiple times. <laughs> like it was a wrestling movie. It was for that time period very, pr- pretty funny to me for two thousand and me as a I would have been eleven at that point. It was hysterical to me. I was like, wow, this is really funny. But like, as a 31-year-old in 2021, <laughs> going on 32 in a couple weeks, uh, no, not for me, man. I will say, <laughs> WCW in 2000 was so uncool for me that I didn't even give this a thought about going to see it in the theater or even when it came out on video. Like, I was like, nope, that's not, not doing Hell it. Even no. when David Arquette won the title, I was like, I have no... No interest in that. So it never grabbed me. WCW was that uncool to me in 2000 that I never gave it a thought. No, and I, I, hell no. And I, I remember I did, because obviously we, you did this as well. Yeah, you I was like back and forth three, between. four years older. So like I was 13, right. 14. I, I was trying to be cool, you know? Right. But you would flip back and forth between, you would flip back and forth between the shows, you know, like, like 
anybody would right. back in yeah. the 2000, 99, 2000. And now we flip back and forth and watch WCW when WWF was on commercial, you know. Um, and I would see them promote this movie a lot. And that still didn't make me want to see it. I did not ask my mom. For one, I didn't ask my mom to take me to see movies anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but this wasn't going to be the movies that I started with. Uh, <laughs> so I saw this when it was on like cable or like HBO or something like that, which is like, how wild is that to think about now? Like you wait for a movie to come out on yeah. HBO or TNT or whatever. Now, because of the pandemic, especially, you can just stream it. Brand new movie, Wonder Woman. You know, everybody saw that on Disney Plus. You know, and many other movies that probably should have came out of theater. So yeah, I, I, I definitely waited till this was on. Uh, I guess a premium channel or something like that. And you mentioned uh, David Arquette winning the World Heavyweight Championship. Yes, that is an actual thing. I know he's wrestling today, so he maybe has more credibility as a wrestler now than what he did back in 2000. But on April 25th, 2000, the actor, David Arquette, the brother of Patricia Arquette. (laughs) All right, let's just make this clear. The actor, he was in Scream. He was in... Many movies, eight legged freaks, the whole thing. He won the WCW World Heavyweight Championship just a, 18 days after this movie's release in the U.S. Oh, man, see, I didn't even know that. So, like, date wise, oh man, I just remember like Ready to Rumble was a thing back then. You know, I was on the internet, I, I knew, but uh, him winning the title, and I think it was even on a tape show. I don't think it was live. I don't. I don't. Yeah, was it was it, on. It was tape. Thunder, right? On, thunder. And Thunder. Yep. And he and it aired the next day. Yeah, so it like, aired I, on April twenty sixth. I remember like reading about it, and I was like, okay, someone obviously sent in like fake spoilers. <laughs> fake Which, spoilers. I mean that that was a thing back then, but I'll tell you, most of the spoilers I read always came true. So um, good for those websites back in the day, I guess. <laughs> Forgetting That's to write wild. stuff up, but. Um. Uh, yeah, I was. I mean, I I watched it. Sure, you know, Vince Russo uh, got what he wanted from me. You know, my attention, but um, it wasn't the good kind. And literally, it was only that night. You know, it didn't filter into the next day or even the next week. So, um, that's where that kind of thought process by Vince Russo kind of loses me. Where it's sure you want attention, but the, they got to build off it. You can't just do one thing and then expect everyone to flock to it. You know, you got to build off that, and that's something he never did in WCW. That's something wrestling doesn't do. <laughs> like, oh yeah, as a whole, I yeah, absolutely. Snoop Snoop Dogg doing the frog splash oh, a couple man. was a couple weeks ago on AEW. It's like, okay, people saw that, and you got eyeballs on your product, but it was also pretty embarrassing. And I even tweeted like, look, man, this is not what I meant when I said more <laughs> hip hop and wrestling. This is not what I was talking about. I don't want to see the baby doing frog splashes. Right? I just want to hear his music. <laughs> On the show, <laughs> like I just, I don't, Megan uh, the Stallion, don't need to be. She shouldn't beat Sasha Banks. She should just. She can sing her, rap her to the ring, like uh, you hear her song. Like I don't know AEW. You did it wrong, man. You did it wrong. So, um, and that's but, uh, exactly yeah, the type of thing that's, that's that we that. thought they wouldn't be, but you know they're just uh, here. We are. They're doing it. Yep, they're doing it. <laughs> here we are. They're doing it. Like you said, they're doing it. <laughs> they're doing that pro wrestling. Um. <laughs> Forgot to mention before we kind of dig into Ready to Rumble here, uh, Flyers opening night is right now. Yeah, I'm I'm angry, so I, that's why I didn't it's, mention it's, it. Um, it's two to two. It's two yeah, to two. Relax. I mean, 
Carter Hart made a boneheaded mistake for the second goal, the tying goal, and now the Penguins are it's right. swarming as we're it's two recording. To, it's, it's two to two. It's game one. We're going undefeated. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that reminded me of? And I actually watched it on YouTube earlier today. Uh, there was a about 10 years ago, a, a commercial. The where, Verizon commercial? Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, the Flyers, because we went 82-0 <laughs> in yeah, the commercial. <laughs> yeah. I remember, uh, and it brought back memories, because I, I remember it, like seeing it, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Like The Flyers are that team. <laughs> and then they went to the finals that year, like 2010, and I was like, whoa, like... Is there something? Because I remember one year, it was like we had the one seed one year. Like we were the best team in the East. Yeah. And then, then they made that commercial. Then we were going 82-0. Yeah. yeah. It was funny. Uh, I remember that commercial. It's funny you mentioned yeah, that. it's great. It's but, great. And it was like the early stages of mobile watching video on your like phone and stuff. So you're just like, whoa, you can watch like this these highlights on your phone? Like, what? <laughs> what? That's wild. 1080p? <laughs> My God. All right, That's great. Let's dig into Ready to Rumble, shall we? Uh, we have to, don't we? That's our topic yeah, for that's this why we're episode, here. so like we have to. That's why we're here, <laughs> literally. Why we're here for episode two sixty seven. Ready to rumble. Oh, <laughs> Ready to rumble. <laughs> Release the theaters. This. We're actually doing. Yep. <laughs> we talked about it for so long. But we're actually doing we're, it now. We're here. <laughs> Released in theaters in the United States, April seventh, two thousand. Me. Or Nick and I were not one of the people or two of the people that were in the theaters to see it. Again, this is like literally two weeks, a little more than two weeks before David Arquette wins the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. The movie cost $24 million to make. It made slightly under $12.5 million worldwide. The vast majority of that was domestic. Um, So like WCW at the time, it lost money. So... And it didn't. It, it was a bomb at the box office, and it was a bomb with the critics. Rotten Tomatoes score from the critics twenty three percent. The audience, though, fifty two percent from the audience. So hmm. usually you see movies that are higher with the audience than the critics. I'm actually surprised it's fifty two percent. That's much higher than I thought it would be. Um, IMDb as well, 5.4 out of 10. A little higher than I thought still. Um, Maybe a lot of the families of the people in love. (laughs) (laughs) Probably, probably. Uh, Of course, the movie stars David Arquette. He plays Gordy in the movie. (laughs) Gordy, what a name. Gordy. Gordy. He's not Canadian, but his name is Gordy. Okay. Uh, He is joined in this ensemble. He is... I guess co-starred with Scott Kahn, who plays Sean Dawkins, his best friend. And if that name sounds familiar, Kahn, well, yes, he is the son of James Kahn. And I believe he is on Hawaii Five O right now. Yeah. So, of course, James Kahn, a legendary actor. Um, I don't know if he told his son to do this movie, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, and, of course, we got a bunch of WCW people in here, Goldberg, DDP, the whole, the whole nine. Their whole Booker T is in here. Yeah. Sid, Vicious, Perry Saturn. <laughs> yeah. Kurt Hennig. Kurt Hennig. Oh. Prince Iakea. Oh, yeah. Hoovy and Hoovy, Mysterio, Mysterio, right? Unmasked Rey Mysterio. Yep. Billy yeah. Kidman. So a bunch of WCW guys and other people in this movie that we'll get into at some point uh, as we come along in the movie. 
who are like legendary actors or who did a lot of work in the industry, I should say. Uh, so this wasn't like a uh, fly-by-night cast or fly-by-night production. We got the movie directed by Brian Robbins, who produced like major things like Varsity Blues. He, produ- he produced and I believe directed multiple episodes of your favorite show, Keenan and Kel. Oh, hell yeah. Cousin Skeeter, Hardball, Arliss, Wild Hogs, okay. Smallville, Blue Mountain State, and of course, Slam Ball. Do you remember Slam Ball, Nick? Oh, man, I, I vaguely do. Was it? Bro. Like the where they jump on the trampoline and try and dunk? Yes. Ah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it was kind of dope. I watched Slam Ball. I, I did, you know, obviously, I remember it, and I'm, I know they had commercials out there, so I, I definitely remember watching some of it. I, the only thing I would, well, Cousin, Cousin Skeeter Cousin and maybe Keenan and Cal will go back and watch. I mean, Varsity Blues, too. But I'm going back to watch Slam Ball. I should YouTube episodes of Slam Ball because yeah, it was dope. I thought it was there. cool. It's definitely got to be on there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But his directing uh, lineage isn't all that great. We got Shaggy Dog. He directed Hardball, which is a good movie. But in Good Burger, which is a fantastic movie. I don't care what nobody I says. It. I watched that recently. <laughs> good Burger is fantastic. All right. Um, and you kind of see his th- that style in this movie, I guess, too. Good Burger. Yeah. But he also directed Norbit, which is widely known as one of the worst movies Eddie Murphy has ever done. Uh, and he also directed The Show, which is a documentary, a rap documentary documentary that came out in 1995. I haven't seen it, but I remember hearing about it when it like back in the day, like when it was coming out. So, so he's involved with this. It was written by a man by the name of Stephen Brill, who directed Little Nicky and was one of the writers. I just watched Little Nicky recently, as you watched. Uh, what did <laughs> good, you watch recently? Good, uh, good Burger. Good Burger. <laughs> I watched Little Nicky recently. <laughs> Um, he was a writer for all three for the Mighty Ducks films. Oh, wow. He was a sole writer on the original. And Mighty Ducks, the first two at least, are two of my favorite movies. The third one, eh, but the first two are dope. Yeah. Um, so those are classics. And he co-wrote Heavyweights with Judd Apatow, <laughs> which is like a classic. People like that movie. That's a dope movie. So these aren't fly-by-night people behind this movie. These are Hollywood veterans, even by 2000. But mm. it just bombed miserably. I guess if you're if you're Brian Roberts and Stephen Brill, you have your victories, and you have your L's. And Ready to Rumble would be considered an L, in this in this case. Yeah. Big L. Um, big old fat L. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll talk about the characters that they come along, of course. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of the background of this movie. You got people... Who know what they're doing? You got uh, experienced veteran actors up and down the cast, and, and you got a bunch of WCW wrestlers. What could go wrong? A lot, turns out. <laughs> now, I I, I I didn't look this up, but I I don't know if you came across it. Um, they they shot this in '99, right? I would assume so. It came out early 2000, right? So, so it had to be shot. I, I wonder, you know, like the whole. I remember reading things about how like they're filming it or whatever and but i never really paid attention because even in 99 wcw to me was like uncool you know like late 98 early 99 oh, yeah. is when i was completely out 
uh, like I was still watching clearly, but nothing entertained me. Like literally, nothing they could right. do entertained me. So, like I said, I was watching it too, but it was clear that yeah. WWF was the show, right? And this was like I'm gonna flip over to WCW in commercial breaks to see this lesser show, right. and it's like, oh, this sucks. Let me flip back to see The Rock and Triple H, and, and yeah. again, this is 2000. Yeah. That's when I was doing this, and yeah, and that's so. even like when you just brought that up, The Rock Triple H. I might have mentioned it on the podcast before, but. I definitely posted on Twitter this past uh, year. There was a episode of Whose Line Is It Anyway? And I believe it was like 2000, 2001, probably 2000, maybe late 99. And they did that sequence where Collins in front of the green screen and there's they project an image behind him and he's like a reporter. So he's try- they're giving him clues and he has to guess where he is. And they used WCW wrestling footage from that era, from like <laughs> the 2000 era, it was right, like that right. new the new logo. You had Mike Awesome. You had like other guys oh in, in that era behind Disco them. Inferno. Yeah, and every super prominent. <laughs> every single clue that like Ryan Styles and whoever else was there was given him were WWF clues. <laughs> they were <laughs> they were like you know Austin and Triple H and The Rock. You know they were like. Pr- like triple preparation H, you know, like that type of stuff. Triple and I'm like, preparation dude, H. They, they are seriously, these clues are WWF related. They're showing WCW footage and it just made me laugh. There was not one WCW lot, like joke in there where like, and it just made me think like, man, pop culture, man, no one cares about WCW at all in pop culture because they couldn't even name anyone that was on the screen behind them. Uh, you know and, what? Crazy. The same thing would happen today if it was AEW. Yeah. And no yeah. knocking against AEW. It's just they don't have that. Wrestling in general, I've talked about this a yeah. million times, just isn't permeating pop culture like it used to. But if somebody's going to try to guess what pro wrestlers are on the screen, they're going to go The Rock. They're going to go. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to go yeah. John Cena. Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, Roman Reigns. Oh, oh uh, 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 I, heard a, I heard a Kofi Kingston maybe. Like, that's about it. <laughs> Everybody yeah, else Lesner, was like, "Who's that?" Yeah, yeah, Brock, maybe, maybe Seth, Undertaker, yeah. still, yeah, under- yeah like, <laughs> Undertaker, <geez>. Shawn Michaels, right? <laughs> Rick Goldberg, Blair, oh, I know, I know him, Goldberg. Oh yeah, yeah, I know him. Yeah, who that? Who that other guy he fighting though? He's big. Who's he? Drew McIntyre. Did, did, did anyone uh, make fun of Goldberg on social media the way they did Chris Jericho a few weeks ago? <laughs> I didn't really pick up anything. No, because uh, Goldberg but, is in good shape. For yeah, his exactly, age. exactly. <laughs> he doesn't look bloated. I mean, even though he's he's got gray prime. gray goatee, that like he they don't present he's, him as uh, older than he is. Like they still well, present him as a threat, and I think that helps. Also, the but he audience. looks like he still can beat right. somebody up. Right. So that's that's a big difference. So no, and plus it, there wasn't the lead in for an NBA game, <laughs> which yeah. it probably would have happened if well, that was the case. But that's the thing, uh, you know, the only thing they would have had to make fun of is his gray goatee. Not, definitely not yeah. how he looks, you know. But even with his clothes off, he's like, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's still big and scary looking. So, all right. Back to, he's big and scary looking and ready to rumble as well. But <laughs> he is. We're not, we're not to Goldberg yet. We're not to Goldberg yet. We're starting off, let's start from the very beginning of the movie where they got this intro with the definite wrestling photos. And I was curious, it's like, where, I wonder where, who they went to to get these photos. It's like, did they go to like PWIs, like Bill Apter or somebody like that? Because there aren't that many people to have these types of photos. You can't just go and like, couldn't Google search back then, couldn't just use AP. Somebody had these photos right. on file and, and, and had them ready to go. So I, I was curious to who, 
Uh, I didn't find out, obviously. <laughs> I wonder who they got these photos from. But, yeah, it made me laugh because it was like I, almost old school type photos. So I'm like, man, we're they right away, right in the beginning, trying to just grab the attention of like an older person who might just be checking in to see what it's about. <laughs> you know, and you right away, they're throwing these old school photos. They're like, okay, yeah. And then within the right. next 10 minutes, you know, they're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. So we start off the movie after the intro. In Lusk, Wyoming, which is a real town. It is. It is real. It is a real town in Wyoming. A population of maybe 1,500 people. And that's it. And in this fictional universe, two of those residents are, like I said, Sean Dawkins and Gordy Boggs. They are massive wrestling fans. And we got Sean outside of a convenience store talking to a bunch of kids about how great pro wrestling is. In particular, the king. Right? Yeah. Talk about the king. Right? What's his full name? I can't remember his full name off the top of my head. J- Jimmy King? Jimmy King, of course. Nice. Jimmy King. He's the king. Jimmy King. He's the best wrestler. Better than all the wrestlers. I just thought about that song. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. He's talking about how great Jimmy King is. He's undefeated. He's had the longest title reign in the history of wrestling. He's essentially Bill Goldberg. <laughs> but he's not. It's like, I guess in this universe, Goldberg streak didn't exist. Because it was over by the time they were filming yeah. it, right? That yeah. was, it happened late 98. Yep. He'd already got the cattle prod. He had busted his arm up. And that had already <laughs> happened. So, so we get that. And the kids are like, oh, whatever. You know, that's great. But Gordy Boggs is just David Arquette, I should say. It's just sitting down, just, just destroying this slushy, slurpy type of deal. And he's just zoning out. And he has this weird fever kind of daydream type of thing where he walks inside the store, the convenience store, and he trash talks the clerk who's played by Amit Zapper, I believe. And all of a sudden, they're wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) They are wrestling in the convenience store and the convenience store clerk has tag team partner none other than the <laughs> macho man randy savage and his only appearance in the movie yeah that surprised me i was like okay like, we're gonna in, get we're gonna get the big elbow drop a few times but nope was, was he in wcw by this point yeah i, th- I know he came back in like mid 99 with that look that he had during the movie um and i know he was there i know he was there Great American Bash. Didn't he, I think he even won the title at some point. Maybe like, or maybe mm-hmm. I'm thinking of Sid. But um, by this point in WCW, Wait, did, you, in like did you just confuse Sid and Macho Man? No, because no, they were in the same match, and I can't remember if Randy Savage got the pin or if Sid, okay. Sid got the pin. <laughs> it could be, could be, could have been him. Could have been Sid. I don't know. <laughs> one of them pinned Kevin Nash, I think, in like a tag match, and it was like whoever pins the champion. Is ah, the champion. one of those. So I think it was. It might have been Savage. Uh, I think it was Savage, but. Uh, because Hogan was the champion by August when he was going against Kevin Nash, so Hogan probably beat him on Nitro again. So, yeah, it was probably Savage. But uh, looking like this, you know, like he, he was jacked up like never before, you know, even during his NWO days. And at this point, uh, you know, April 2000, I, I couldn't tell you if he was still in WCW or uh, maybe he was like dealing with another injury and out of action or what. But uh, he definitely wasn't around uh towards the end of WCW, uh, even in 2000, 2001. Macho Man had, like, he was making, he made multiple appearances in movies <laughs> and around this point, including 
I don't know if you remember, because you probably didn't see it, which is a damn shame. But he was in the first Spider Man movie. I heard about that. Do you remember that? that? I heard so about it. You didn't it. see the first Spider Man with Tobey Maguire? It's a classic. It's a classic. What was? When did it come out? Two thousand two. I saw. Is that what he like? He's he's hanging upside down and then he kisses the girl. That's all you. Yeah, yeah but that's what. <laughs> come on, bro. I've seen that scene. Kirsten Dunst, oh. who's Mary Jane, yeah, bro, yeah. and the legendary hey. Bill Nunn and J.K. Simmons and all the what? Yeah. James yeah, Franco. Listen, man. I know he's Willem Dafoe. Listen, he's in the movie. He plays Bonesaw McGraw. Boondock Saints, by the way. William Dafoe's in. It's pretty good in it. Yes, and he's in a lot of other movies too, man. Not just Boondock (laughs) Saints. (laughs) That's the first movie you thought about when Willem Dafoe? Yeah, it's just because that is one of my favorite movies. That's one of the five movies you've seen. (laughs) Let's let's just keep it real. (laughs) That's why it's one of your favorites. you, you, You can at least use two hands on the amount of movies I've seen. Come on. It's fantastic. But... He's Bonesaw McGraw in Spider-Man. He's one of the he's the the wrestler, the kind of the, the fictional wrestler that Peter Parker fights in when he first gets his powers. So it's it's an interesting scene. But yes, Macho Man fighting with the store clerk against Gordy and his tag team partner, Jimmy the King. Or Jimmy King, not Jimmy the King. The wouldn't be his middle name. <laughs> Jimmy King. And they're fighting side by side. And they're wrestling in the store. There's all of a sudden there's ropes in the in the store. There's, yeah, the, yeah. there's a mat that's making sounds, and they're fighting. And there's a part where you'll see it in the bloopers later on, where Jimmy King punches Randy Savage in the movie, but in reality he actually punched him in the face <laughs> by accident. I don't know if you saw the bloopers or not, but I did watch it. I did watch it after that, but I guess I missed that one. Yeah. So yeah, he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, baby," and then he hit him in the face. <laughs> So Oliver Platt, by the way, I should mention Oliver Platt plays Jimmy King, and he's been in a lot of stuff over the years, a veteran actor as well. So again, great, pretty good cast when you think about it. Like these guys and gals have been in a lot of stuff, whether there's TV or movies or whatever. They know what they're doing, well, and this was just a big old funny. fat failure. Whoever uh, play, we'll get to it later, but who, who plays the lead Nitro girl apparently hated this you know, in real life, and then she oh. tried to completely distance herself from this movie. Good for her. <laughs> uh, that would be Rose McGowan. Yeah. That's uh, I didn't write it down, been, but I, I did uh, again, read that. But a veteran actress, actress who's been in a lot of different things. Uh, I remember seeing her, I think it was Death Proof, with uh, as a Quentin Tarantino movie with a Kurt Russell. Been in a lot of stuff. She's mm-hmm. good at what she does. I, I don't blame her for being like, uh, I don't know why I did that movie. <laughs> Please don't talk about that. So all this happens in the store. They're fighting. They're wrestling. Somebody sticks their head through the the, the glass of the, of the of the one. I think it's Gordy. Sticks not his even, head not through even the, thrown in there, by the way. Like he just, just does it. Does it? <laughs> I was like, that's not wrestling, bro. The way he does that stuff. <laughs> not even in two thousand were people doing that. So all this happens, and then Gordy snaps out of it, and he walks into the store. He's like I'm gonna get another slushy, and he's like, okay, you gonna get a refill? Like, yep, get a re- free refill, and he sticks his hand his finger in his butt before he walked into the store so sean looks at him like everybody else like what is why is his finger in his butt and he walks in and he sticks that uh, butt finger i guess i want to say something worse but this is a family show the the crappy finger on the slushy 
and puts it in this man's face. The, the clerk is like, hey, you, you, it smells funny. Do you smell that? And the guy's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It stinks so bad. How did you, how did you drink that? I don't know. I just kind of suffered through it. So he uses dirty butt that he didn't wash that day, apparently. And to get a free slushie. Wash your ass, Gordy. Well, my favorite part of this is that the worker, like, continues smelling it. Like, he smells it like eight. <laughs> he smelled it like he's five like, times. Yeah, he's like, it's going to go away or something. Like, he gags even- every time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <gasps> <laughs> like, and already I'm, like, laughing my ass off at this movie. And I'm like, maybe it won't be so oh bad. God. Oh my god! I'm gonna get you a refill See, to, ASAP. To, to me, I'm looking at it. I guess like I'm analyzing it a little closely. I, I'm saying yeah, he literally more keeps smelling it like ten times. It's like what? What's he doing? Like why? Like is it gonna, <laughs> <laughs> and that's that, what I'm that was about. funny. That was really funny. So yeah, wash your ass, Gordy. That's all. That's one thing we know about Gordy right off the bat. He doesn't take showers daily, so. <laughs> This is his ass is stinking like that. He just stick his finger. In, I mean, I guess anybody's butt. You stick your finger in his body, gonna stink. But it must have been really far. Nasty. It must have been far in there. Right? How far <laughs> did you have to go? <laughs> Look, that's, that that brings up a whole different his, topic. His finger was in his colon or something. Because like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to go there. This I mean, is just he, nasty. He, he, he it's had, just nasty. He had just had a you know a, what is it a sl- slushy or something. So yeah, slurpy, whatever you want to call it. Couldn't have uh, been good for his. Intestines. They don't make you poop like that, bro. No, no, no. That's that's just no. He he just, I mean, uh, hey, he just didn't wash his ass. That's they're in they're, they're in Lusk, so who knows? Yeah, they don't care in Lusk, Wyoming. <laughs> Showers are optional, apparently. I don't know. But here we are. We move on from that nasty thing to Gordy's dad, who's a sheriff or a cop or something. He's he's a cop for sure. Yeah. State trooper, I should say that. Pulls up on his, his own son and his friend and harasses them. Throws him up against the car, pats him down, and it's like, this is weird. You know, get your own son like that. But, of course, this is when the dad tells him, like, hey, you still like that wrestling stuff? You know, wrestling's fake. And then Gordy reacts like any wrestling fan would. Even to this day, a wrestling fan would just go, wrestling's not fake! Like, it just made him irate. The way he said it was hilarious. He was just like, I, I think it's the delivery that did it for me. I think the delivery, a lot of of what Gordy does throughout this movie, just makes me laugh so much because it's so like ridiculous. And him just like yelling at his dad <laughs> like that just <laughs> cracked me up. <laughs> it's just if they if they got nothing else accurate in this movie. That particular part was accurate because that's exactly how wrestling fans react yeah. when somebody says wrestling's fake. Did you know? I know it's still real to me, damn it, or something like that. You know, <laughs> but they put their bodies through so much, and we spend all our time yelling at these people who are just trying to rile us up. Yeah, like yeah, they that's know all what they're really doing. doing. Yep. Right, they know what they're doing. They're working us, and we always talk about you're working yourself <laughs> to a shoot, brother. And meanwhile, wrestling fans every single time somebody from. Outside of the wrestling bubble comes in and calls our beloved form of entertainment, sport and entertainment fake. We get worked into a shoot every <laughs> single damn time, boy. <laughs> every single time. Yep. So. Even when the, a lot of times they're better than at pro wrestling than uh, a lot of our favorites are. 
Someone like uh, Pat. Oh, Mc- yeah, yeah. Someone like Pat McAfee, who people hate him just because he's so good at pro wrestling, but they hate him because he hasn't been How there for ten him? years. Or, you know. How can you hate him? He's a pro athlete who loves the business. You should be. We should welcome people like that. Those are the marks. Those are the guys you can work like that. Those oh, type yeah. of fans. Uh, they just. Uh, they, they they believe yeah. when Adam Cole went on a Pat McAfee show and cussed him out. <laughs> they was like, I don't know. That sounded like a shoot, man. Like, I don't know. That sounded like a complete uh, he, shoot. He, he pushed his producer. Like, what? Oh, man. What? He would be arrested. I don't think they like worked that. that. <laughs> Who pushes a producer? They actually made it look real. I, I think that was a shoot. That's how bad it is in wrestling where an yeah. obvious sh- work Right, but it's it's so much. It looks like a shoot, so it must be a shoot because everything else in wrestling doesn't look like a shoot at all. <laughs> like, that's how far off we've gotten. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so we move on now to Gordy and Sean and their job. They drive a poop truck. It's a <laughs> truck full of poop, cleaning out porta potties and people's drainage and stuff like that. I guess they go to uh, trailer parks and clean out the, the the drainage there, the 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 system that the the, the, the the drainage system. It's poop. They clean poop for a living. They drive around with a truck full of poop. That's their job. And it's That's a family good. business. This is Sean's dad's business that he inherited when his father died. So it's a family business. And then for some reason, Nitro is going to be in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Which is like, all right, how many wrestling shows go through Cheyenne, Wyoming? And where in the hell has ever been a TV taping in Cheyenne, Wyoming? You know what pisses me off more than that is them calling it <laughs> Monday Night Nitro. Oh, nobody's ever called it Monday Night Nitro. I mean, like the actual name of it is WCW Monday Nitro, because Nitro, like nights, your nights already in there. Nitro, Monday Nights Row, and I hate when people say Monday Night Nitro, and then the fact that I have to hear it in this movie, I was like, how did oh, that? Man. How how did they not fix that? It's it would never was Monday Night Nitro. Well, people it. were so used to saying Monday Night Raw, they just put it over to Monday Night Nitro. Yeah, but, <laughs> it's another time where WWF was like, "Oh, they call that Monday Night Nitro, Monday Night Raw, Monday Night Nitro." It's on Monday. Forget I hate it. it. I hate it. It's on. It's on. It's whatever. But but the fact that they said do- it in the movie, like the fact that it was in the movie, I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what. Sean said when Gordy yeah, played the yeah. prank on him that he did not want to play a prank on him or he did not want him to use on him. Because apparently they have a prank where they somebody goes to the porta potty because you know Sean had to go to the bathroom. There's a porta potty right there, use the porta potty. And he's like, Hey man, don't do this prank. And the prank is he hooked the I guess the tube up to the porta potty and it sucks all the, the poop out into the truck. But this is a powerful, you know, suction thing. It sucks everything. So he's like, Look, man, don't do it. If you do it, the king will get hurt tonight. And then Gordy, because he's Gordy, does it anyway. And and this is a harbinger of things to come for Jimmy the King. Jimmy King. I keep saying Jimmy the King. <laughs> uh, but then they pull him, up to... After this happens, by the way, like before before Nitro, um, after... Gordy does whatever he does with the porta potty. They get in a fight and they start like wrestling and Sean, oh, and they actually wrestle it, each other. Yeah, and Sean suplexed them like all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? Nobody's ever done that in the history of fighting. Ever has ever done that. 
<laughs> Ever. He's suplexing. Straight up suplexes, man. Perfect form. Gordy went straight up in the air. He cooperated. <laughs> slammed him on the ground. No one was hurt. He just got up like nothing yep. happened. That was it. Then they went and had Suplexes, lunch. man. <laughs> then they wrestle. Then they fight each other. But of course, since they're wrestling fans, they use wrestling holes. So, suplex. Can you imagine it? Like, if you German suplex this man? <laughs> Gave him a concussion or something? Oh, man. Yeah, I could because I remember having that done. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's that. But they're grown men. They're not like 10 year olds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're grown men who understand the consequences of their actions. So That's true. So then they pull up to a fast food joint. And Sean tries to mack on his old girl who thinks he is an absolute loser. Which I found <laughs> odd because she's working She's working at the fast food joint. She's flipping burgers there. It's like, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Let's just break this down to reality here. Okay? Sean is driving around with his family business. Yeah, it's not necessarily the... You know, most hygienic job in the world. He's working. He's driving around a poop truck, but it's his business, and apparently business is good. They they made multiple stops along the way. He he brought his friend on board. Business is good. There's a lot of poop to clean up in Lusk, Wyoming. All right. And meanwhile, she's working at the fast food joint, flipping burgers backstage and calling him a loser. I was like, wait a minute here. Okay, if you if this is supposed to be after high school, I'm sure. I think yeah, it's the other way around. I think she was more of the loser. Not no knock against fast food workers. I'm just saying, if you're gonna call somebody else a loser, and that's not. Let's not throw stones here. And like that's fast food workers are essential workers and they should be paid more too, by the way. I'm gonna say that. They should their, their their minimum wage should be much higher than what it is now. They should be paid like the essential workers that they are. So I'm not gonna sit here and knock fast food workers. I'm just saying she is not one to cast stones on my my man here running the family business. That's right. Nobody should. Absolutely exactly. nobody should. Don't be throwing no stones. All right. Mm-hmm. So but it's clear though. <laughs> I even wrote down a Sean's job probably has benefits and a pension or something. Like, it might have something. <laughs> but it's a family business, so it's probably, I don't know. Yeah, he hopefully knows. he gets hazard pay. Something, right. You know, he's, he can get work from his comp if he wants to at some point, if he gets hurt. <laughs> but it's clear that they, that Wendy, the other girl in, in, in the back there working at the fast food joint, is the love interest for Sean. It's obvious. She's a big wrestling fan. She clearly adores him. When she pulls up, she's smiling, all giving the oogly eyes and all that. Clearly, that's love interest. We'll have more on that later on. Well, obviously, and, it, and it's so funny because she's brunette, and then obviously, like the oh, one yeah. that Sean likes is blonde. We always had that at that in that era. Like the blonde was always the one that you know guys were after, and then the brunette was always like the dorky, nerdy one that right. you know people would make fun of or whatever. I didn't like that, man. Come on. And when Wendy was clearly attractive, it was like yeah. Wendy's some ugly chick. Yeah, it was like she was nice, <laughs> and she was a big wrestling fan. But that was apparently a problem for Sean because he said the next scene, you know, she's too much like the guys. Yeah. And then Gorda goes, is that bad? And Sean says, that's gay. And I wrote, that's stupid. (laughs) That is bad. And, you know, even back then, you know, like gay was almost used like as a a synonym for stupid, but that's not how they used it here. Like it wasn't, uh, it was just like literally like that's gay and. Uh, Gordy was like, like does she st- yeah, kind of like he kinda, almost kind How of agreed with it, but in the way, it, you know, just weird. How's it gay? She still has a vagina. <laughs> she's still a woman. She's still a still a cis woman. That's not that was, gay. Uh, that's called that's called having a mutual interest, bro. <laughs> like, 
That's that's what, what toxic masculinity is. Yeah, <laughs> you're 100% right. And it's funny because I see this on Twitter all the time where people get made fun of for stuff like this. Like some girl said uh, no grown man should ever drink a mojito or a margarita. No, it's margarita. I think it was margarita. Or mojito, either one. No grown man should be drinking no mojito or margarita. I was like, what? Margarita is literally like my favorite cocktail. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, I love they, margaritas. They say the da- same damn thing about lattes. I'm like, come on, man. I love lattes. I, <laughs> I don't like coffee in general, so I don't drink lattes. But if I did like coffee, I'd probably drink a latte. You know what one of, yeah. uh, one of my other favorite drinks are? A mimosa. And okay. it's okay. just orange juice and champagne. And I know some people look at it. That's fancy. That's a girly drink. Are you crazy? Mimosas are fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if it's you don't good, like it, fight good, me. Man. If it's good, it's, it's good. good. That's all that matters. It's good. It's not like Cosmopolitan's. All oh, that's a girl to drink. I'll drink a Cosmopolitan if if I want to. I'm probably not because I don't really like the taste of them. But whatever. Let's not put gender roles on right. drinks. This is stupid. <laughs> and the yeah. same thing with this. She likes wrestling. She's one of the guys. Like that's gay. No, she's a woman. <laughs> that's stupid. You said that's toxic masculinity for you right there. There's also two thousand. So. It's like a. Uh you know, people agreed with this. And they, I mean, they still do. But right. even, even back then, I think it was more like, yeah, like that is gay, isn't it? You know, like I'll tell you it, right it's now, telling you like something's wrong with that. Like it, it was around that type of those types of dialogues were in movies and TV shows a lot back then. It was. It was. But I'll tell you right now, and I'm speaking from personal experience with this. My girlfriend is a massive Eagles fan. She grew up watching the Eagles. She watches football right alongside. Tyler, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> Listen, we're not going to talk about this right now, all right? But it's a perfect example of her Eagles fandom. She, she's my age, so she grew up watching the Eagles late 90s, early 2000s. And I took her to a, a holiday party like a month after I got hired by the Eagles, right? It's 2017 season, so we're riding high. Everybody's happy. Go to the holiday party. And I told her, I was like, look, you know, um... I heard that players might be there. Ain't no way no players are going to be at this holiday party. This is just for the employers. I'm like, that's what I heard. Like, I don't know. I've never been there. But, you know, we pull up. We go in. My, I was looking good, by the way. Just just for the, <laughs> let the record reflect. I was looking good, feeling good. You know what I'm saying? So we pull up in there, and the whole team is there. <laughs> Every <laughs> member of the team. <laughs> I mean, Carson's there. Alshon. Everybody's there. And, again, we, we're winning. So everybody's happy. Like, everybody's in a good mood. She, as soon as he walked in, she just hyperventilated and ran to the bathroom. <laughs> like, oh, I can't handle this, and just ran away. I'm like, what, what the hell's wrong with you? Like, I told you they might be here. I wasn't ready for this. And then she saw Deuce Daly. This is my guy. I love Deuce Daly. And she flipped out and had to meet Deuce Daly. And she met Deuce Daly. She was nice. You know, he was nice back to her because Deuce Daly's dope. But, uh, yeah, so that's literally like part of our relationship. Like, <laughs> we like the Eagles. It's okay. And if you're listening out there, you're not sure about whether your significant other too much like the guys or whatever, forget all that. Go, go with yeah. who you want to go with. Yeah, it's uh, we should be way past that as a society. And we're not, That's unfortunately. We're not, though. That's what I'm saying. I've I seen it on Twitter a, a lot. Maybe we're, we're better understanding you know, nowadays, and that just kind of makes... The people that agree with that a little more, you know, exposed. There's, it's like, there's still on. people out there who say this is what a man should and should not do. Like, I don't want to. If yep. you if you if you hang out with your homies, you gay. Like, some yeah. stupid stuff like that. And it's like, what? Can I go to sleep or sleeping gay? Like, what yeah. is it? Yeah. Like, which one is it? Like, can I? I don't. I don't know. This is. I've seen a lot of it on on social media. Mm-hmm. 
over the years, and it's like, that's, that's just weird, man, we can't do nothing, <laughs> like, I can't eat ice cream, <laughs> I can't do nothing. Yeah, what was it, uh, hey, to get political, what, someone was angry that that person in Georgia released the tape of Donald Trump, and it's like, hey, boys, is exposing, you know, uh, authority, or trying to delegitimize democracy gay, like, is it gay to do that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, come on, man. Is it gay? Is that gay? Yeah, that's weird. That's a weird thing. So, moving on, though. We get back to Gordy, who goes home, and there's nothing but a house full of state troopers. His mom is a trooper, his dad's a trooper, <laughs> yeah. even his sister's a trooper. And they're happy because his mom, his, his sister shot her first perp at work today. And they're like, yep, good for her. Popped him right in the butt. And it's like, man, that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> not, especially not now. Like... Watching no. that, and you're just like, damn, not. But not that's cool. just how society, even up until like last year, that we just looked at cops like, yep, they shoot people, yep, and they get away with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they celebrate it's it. Like, damn, right. But cops, you know, they weren't shooting people at the Capitol last week, but that's okay. We're not gonna, you know, we're not. They shot one person actually, mm-hmm. but uh, and, and she died. So, yep. but that's just how society looked at us. Like, yep. Shot him, shot him up. They even uh, like, when he even walked in the room, they all did they all draw their yeah, guns they all pulled their guns out, <laughs> or they shot, then they shoot the fridge or something like that. It a- was like I think after that, but like they he he comes in and then they're all pointed at him like every single gun, <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they just they shoot the fridge. <laughs> it's like the hell's going on here. <laughs> Maybe it's a joke about cops and how trigger happy cops can be. Yeah, but in two thousand, like, it's really hard to like. We we can think about that now because it is funny, like uh, as that like they are trigger happy. But in two thousand, like were they making jokes like that? I don't even remember. I mean, I was young. They were. Maybe, no, maybe that's, they that, were. that's a that was a common joke, bro. It was nothing wrong with that. But you know what? Uh, you know, you're but right, nowadays you're that right makes you feel like that eh. Fresh Prince uh, when Jazz was like on the court and he was like holding his hands up. Yeah, that they were making jokes way back then about right. cops being trigger happy. So yeah, two thousand, like that's the bubble I was in. You know, like even though I saw stuff like that like play out at Fresh Prince, I watched every week. You know, and I I kind of laughed because I'm like, you know, I didn't know if it was real life or not because I never dealt with that. But you know, growing up, and then you're like, yeah, it is real life for uh, black oh, people, yeah. and so. It's crazy to think that in 2000, it was still the same. In 2021, still the same. Oh, yeah, still the same. Nothing's changed. Like you said, that Fresh Prince episode, that was, what, early 90s? Yeah. From about 30 yeah. years ago. Yeah. And well, I, no, I remember seeing time. it. I remember watching it. And obviously, it was brought back to the timeline uh, over the <laughs> summer. And uh, a lot of well, things. Of course. A lot of things were. And uh, that was one of them. And that was one and of we've the We've been things telling y'all. We've been telling y'all. <laughs> yep. For decades, this is what is happening. Some people woke up in 2020 and was like, what? They, they're they yeah. doing what to black people? Mm-hmm. We've been saying it. Or so, it would be like, okay, just, well, like, what did the black person do first to make the cop do right, It's like, right. nothing. Exactly. Like, stop. <laughs> like, like, that's what you don't understand. So, <sighs> we're not topic again, but it's all yeah, right. right. We'll, we'll get back on topic. I'm sure we'll the first again. Oh, yeah, yeah. But finally, we got some wrestling action, some actual wrestling in a WCW ring at a show. They're at the... The episode of Nitro, the taping of Nitro, whatever you want to call it, in Cheyenne, Wyoming, which would never happen in real life, or would never happen in real life, probably, in Cheyenne, Wyoming. But we're seeing an unmasked Rey Mysterio up against Juventud Guerrero with Billy Kidman in there. It's a tag team match, apparently. But unmasked Rey Mysterio in a movie 
Mm. Wow. Dubs W, y'all messed that up. <laughs> Not only was he on your TV every single week, we had him, we got visual evidence of him in theaters without that mask on. Mm-mm. Man, that's just how bad WCW was at this point. Man, Mysterio just out here with overalls and yeah. no mask fighting Hooventude. But we move on to Gordy and Sean, and their seats are horrific. <laughs> and they got him from their who said the uncle who left his nut and one of his testicles in Nam, apparently. <laughs> That's what they said. But it's like, what building actually has seats like this in real life? Where they actually <laughs> know, got to right? have their heads up against like a steel beam. <laughs> and he moves his head back a second, an inch. And it's like, bong, up against the steel. And it's like, that, nobody sells seats like that. There's no seats like that that exist in no, real life. It, like, it was built in like 1826 or something. <laughs> maybe. And just put the two seats there. And it's like, yep, we're going to sell these. <laughs> And arenas nowadays, these seats don't exist. But yeah. <laughs> maybe back in the day they did. I don't know. But we get our first Nitro Girl appearance. Right? They, they're yeah. dancing on the stage. Mm-hmm. And Gordy is obsessed with Rose McGowan. Who, yeah. look, Rose McGowan, who's like the, the lead Nitro Girls, she's attractive. I'm not going to sit here and, and say she's not attractive. She isn't a very attractive woman. But amongst the Nitro girls, she was the least attractive one. <laughs> like, I'm just going to keep it real. I'm like, why? Like, did they show all the other Nitro girls in for, like, at one point in their underwear even. Mm-hmm. Which is a bit weird to watch in 2020. It is. In 2021. When they're, they're spying on them at the door. Yeah. Right. Bad, bad. But it's like, okay, I've seen all of them. And I see her. I'm like, why is she the one he's obsessed over? Like, like what? <laughs> There's like eight other ones that's nice to her. But that's just well, my opinion. Because she's a better actress than them. <laughs> that's 100% fair. And I know that's the reason. Because she is an actually professionally trained actress who can deliver her lines in a believable manner because she's good at what she does. There wasn't no more attractive <laughs> actresses available. Like, I, I guess not. I guess not. That can at least like... I don't know. I don't mean to disparage Rose McGowan. Again, attractive woman. She's good at what she does. It's just amongst the Nitro girls, it just didn't feel right that she was the one. I get it, though. Like you just said, she is <laughs> the actress. So that makes sense. Uh, now we're backstage, and we see Titus Sinclair walking around. And Titus Sinclair is obviously based off of Eric Bischoff. He's got the, the little the jacket. He's got the... I don't know what the cowboy hat really makes sense, but he's got the swag and the vibe of Eric Bischoff. And I read that Bischoff was apparently... Because I'm thinking to him, like, why didn't it just have Eric Bischoff play himself? Everybody else is yeah. playing themselves. But apparently he was supposed to play himself in the movie, but got fired before yeah. the movie started filming. Yeah. So I read that too. So instead, they hired a veteran actor who's been in a lot of things. By the name of Joe Pantoliano, who is probably best known for his role in Bad Boys. Have you seen Bad Boys, Nick? I did way back then, but you know, I couldn't tell you the scenes nowadays. Well, he's like the police, or they're like Martin and Will Smith's like chief. Like he's like their mm-hmm. boss, and he's constantly yelling at them, and you know, making sure yeah, they course. they do the right thing and don't destroy everything to come across when they're trying to catch a bad guy. So he's that guy stressing out over the stuff that they do, you know, while they're catching the bad guy. So yes, gotcha. that's probably what he's most famous for, but he's also in this movie as a, he's, he's I know they named him Titus Sinclair. He's Eric Bischoff. That's just pretty much what <laughs> yeah. he is. 
I wrote so, Booker. I wrote Booker, not to be confused with Booker T. I just wrote Booker backstage. <laughs> Booker Man. Yeah. He's he's Eric Bischoff and Vince McMahon in one character. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. That's what he is. Yep. But he's backstage hanging out. He's walking, and he talks to Goldberg and DDP. And they ask for the finish, pretty much acknowledging <laughs> yeah, right? that wrestling isn't totally real. And I was like, I found it interesting that they did that even in 2000, which I'm sure the cat was mostly out of the bag even by 2000. But it just felt weird in the movie. Yeah. For, that they're for acknowledging. Me, I don't remember when Tough Enough came out, but for me, that was like the real peek behind the curtain at what goes on and everything. Uh, so I don't know if this was before or after that, but yeah. I think I, this was before. Two, 2000, I'd be like, well, oh. So I think Tough Enough started in 2001. Yeah, that's I what I, I, yeah, I, look it up. I think so too. If not the towards the end of 2000, but I definitely think Tough Enough was around that time frame. And like I said, if I watched this movie back in 2000, I would have been like, wow, like that's how they do things. So I probably would have believed it. But yeah, that's kind of how it is. Tough Enough, Tough Enough first aired in June of 2001. Oh, wow. So that's like more than a year later. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, I just found it interesting because it's like, all right, this, all the other stuff is not real. But then the match that we get later on and the story that we get between the king and DDP, that's 100% real now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, uh, all right. Yeah. That's the confusing part because yeah. they're acknowledging, you know, what's the finish? Okay. The king comes down, hits you with the crown, boom, you lose. All right. But then later on, that's 100% real? Okay. All right, but I just found it funny, and the reason they asked for the finish, but Kate the King, Jimmy King, is not there. He is late, which is apparently something he's known for. We'll find out more later on about Jimmy King, but I like like how Goldberg is just standing there, pumping iron like it's, it's just, <laughs> yeah. and it, and we'll see later on. That's all Goldberg does in this movie, besides <laughs> help out at the end. He is working out. That's his character in this movie. He is a gym rat. He's just standing around backstage. With a dumbbell, just pumping iron, just getting a little pump in, and like that's it. That's all he does. Like that's that's what he's known for. Like Goldberg, oh Goldberg, he's big, he's muscular, bald. Uh, let's make him. Let's just, he works out. That's what he does. So maybe they just thought he would forget all his lines. So I guess, but at that. the very least, at the very least, he can he can lift a weight. So <laughs> we know that. But after Sinclair says to finish, which. The finish, your actual, the, the official finish, I guess you would want to call it, is that Jimmy King, who is late, will crown, hit, hit DDP with a crown, which is his finishing move, which is a double axe <laughs> handle. So it's a double axe handle. It. But it's the crown. He's going to get him with that, and he's going to pin him and win. Because that's what happens every night. The king does that. He wins all the time. The king he didn't pulls, must pose. That's right. He's Hulk Hogan in the 80s, right? But then he pulls DDP to the side and tells him in private that he's actually going over. He's getting the victory. So there's a screw job happening. All right. Somebody watched Wrestling with Shadows and is like, yo, did you know that they did this in 97? This is just a couple years ago. Like, we're going to do this on a nitro in Wyoming. (laughs) 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 This is the time. Uh. (laughs) Not. At Starcade, no. <laughs> Titus and Clay got so fed up with Jimmy King that he was like, I, 
the next time I get a chance to take that title off him, I'm doing it. I don't care what what happens. It's not going to be at Slamboree. It's not going to be at World War Three. It's not even going to be at Sold Out. It's going to happen Nitro, Cheyenne, Wyoming. I don't give a damn. <laughs> it's happening that night. I'm done with Jimmy King. <laughs> this just doesn't make any sense. Who wrote this? I know who wrote it. They, they, I don't think they're big wrestling fans, though. Um, we got Mike Tanay and Tony Schiavone on the call, which I don't know in reality were they ever just a two man team at one point? I don't think so, but uh, not even that. But like Tony Schiavone wasn't even the main guy, right? Mike Tanay, so Tanay was, was play, doing play by play. Who watched? Who watched? Did anybody who watched this movie watch wrestling? Did they watch one episode of the yeah, Nitro? They, they watched the WWF. That's all they did. Like what? Pretty much. It's like you would know that Shivani is a play-by-play and Tanay is the professor. He's the the analyst. Why is he... Do- I mean, he eventually became play-by-play. Maybe he was like, I did play-by-play in that movie. Hell yeah, I could do play-by-play Impact Wrestling. <laughs> like, I, could, I did it in Ready to Rumble. Well, sure, I can do it for you guys. <laughs> Maybe that's where he got the, like, the thing in his head. Like, he could do it. Maybe. I, I don't know, man. Did, 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 why? Didn't make any sense. Another thing I wrote down here is I noticed that, the, like you said, you mentioned earlier, the new WCW logo. I hated that logo. Yeah, that logo terrible. was trash. It's big trash. But here comes Jimmy King. He's finally arrived in the building just in time for his match. He comes out to much grandeur and pomp and circumstance, and with Conan, Kurt Hennig, and Perry Saturn. What? That that's his homies. That's his. Those are his road dogs. Okay. All right. He got a little crew there. That's a mishmash of a crew. Nobody's wearing the same gear. No, just 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 his homies. Okay. All right. But then he cuts a promo. And then when he was, I'm gonna rule you and all that stuff. And then he starts rapping Run DMC. I was confused. <laughs> you weren't the only one. I'm, I guess they paid for that song just for this scene. <laughs> that song ain't cheap. That's Run DMC, the King of Rock. That's the song they use. That's the song he rapped. I'm the King of Rock. There is none higher. Sucker MCs should call me sire. I will not stop rocking till I retire. Then the beat drops and they go into it. It's a dope song. Run DMC is a classic. I don't know why that came out on this. Did it? He didn't rap the rest of the movie. Like it didn't say like this is what he does. Like he just, <laughs> just run DMC. And I wrote. I wonder how many takes it took for him to get that right. For for, for Oliver Platt to get that right, because that's not easy. Probably a lot. Like he had to do it. Boom, boom, boom. Like he had to say it on beat on in that get in that pocket. Mm-hmm. You know, it probably took him like twelve takes to do that. <laughs> so. So, <laughs> we finally get to the match. The bell finally rings. And you hear, they show you DDP and Jimmy King talking to each other in the ring. They're calling spots with each other. And it's like, okay, I understand somebody on this movie, there are wrestlers who worked on this movie who told them this is what happens. But nobody felt weird about putting that out there in a movie? In 2000? Today, not, nobody cares. Nobody cares today. And nobody's cared for a long time. But I feel like in 2000, some people still cared. Right? Or am I tripping? I mean, I didn't really care at that point. I guess, Like, I already seen it happen and, like, 
you know, on Raw or, you know, pay-per-views or whatever, and even on Nitro. Uh, but, you know, I guess at that point, you know, even like we just talked about Tough Enough wasn't until a year later, over a year later. So um, I guess I kind of figured it probably wouldn't have made me mad either way, like, or happy. I just probably would have not even paid attention to that part of the movie. Probably just like the corniness of it turning from that to real is probably more what I had an issue with like, <laughs> than, you know, the actual calling the, the spots. Well, it's just like, I'm surprised the wrestlers were cool with it. Yeah, I, I guess in paid. 2000, like, 2000 was such a weird time in wrestling, though, because the WWF was clearly, like, on another level at this point, and it took them, like, two years to get there um, from really just picking up steam, like what Austin in 98, and then they were, like, on a completely different level in 2000. So I guess WCW's answer, and even with the wrestlers, why they might have been cool with it, is just like, hey, everyone knows now. So, you know, WWF's not making movies, so why don't we type of thing? And I don't know. Maybe it was just, like, a mind thing of why they were cool with it. And like the old school, you know, like TDP, I, I would, I would think like he would have an issue with it or maybe they pulled, you know, WCW wrestlers to see which ones would be cool I with it. That. Which ones would not because I doubt that. at 100%. Well, that's, maybe that's why we didn't see like Steven Regal in there. Oh, but wait, by, no. by this time he was in WWF, I think, but, uh, yes, yes. So like, uh, you know, we didn't see like what DDP and Goldberg and Booker T were really like the, <laughs> top three names that we saw in this movie, right? Sting. Sting was in there, too. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I forgot about him because his, his little cameos. But um, Yeah. But he, to me, it's like, I think, here's what happened. They said, you want to be in the movie? Okay. We're going to pay you how much? Cool, I'm in. And that was it. Whatever you need me to do, I'm doing it. <laughs> like, I don't but think... But then that's people that don't love the wrestling business. How about that? Stop it. They, they love that money, and that's what everybody <laughs> loves at the end of the day. <laughs> So. Well, then I don't need those people telling me that they're. I don't need those people getting mad at other people for. Uh, you know, I'm not saying they did. I'm just saying like those wrestlers shouldn't be mad at others for uh, exposing the business. You know, mm. right? It just, it just felt. But even in this movie, it did feel kind of weird, not a place, especially because again, we're gonna see it like you said shift to apparent reality in this scene. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's like okay, well, well, all right. But did you notice who was a referee? Who was a referee in the ring for this match? I noticed. Or wait, hold on. Did I? I noticed. Hold up. You forgot? I don't think I wrote it down. I I wrote down the referee in that dream sequence in the first freaking. Who was scene. that? I don't recall. Billy Silverman. The. Oh, know, God the, damn. the bastard, the little bastard. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, for this, I don't think I wrote that down. Who was the, who was the ref? Little Nate, Charles Robinson. Ah, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's yeah. right. I might have actually made a note of that later on because I think he was the ref again, wasn't he? I I don't recall, but it's funny. Though. Charles that's Robinson, funny. he's been in WWE for so long, I almost forgot he's in WCW. <laughs> like it's wild yeah. to think about. Yeah, it is. But he's been in WWE because he came over during the you know the invasion yeah. and all that when they bought mm-hmm. WCW. That was two thousand one. Yeah. So he's been there for twenty years. He wasn't in WCW for twenty years. <laughs> yeah, I forget anybody was. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't last twenty years. <laughs> At least WCW as a like 
World Championship right. Wrestling. Right. NWA obviously was back in the early 1900s, but you know, <laughs> anybody was. <sighs> not even Sting. So, not even Sting. Not even Sting. So, eventually, things are you know working out, but eventually DDP makes a turn real. It gets real in there, and he punches King in the face, and King is like, "What? What? What's going on here?" And all of a sudden, DDP is beating the hell out of Jimmy King <laughs> in the ring in front of everybody, and even Gordy and Sean are like, "What's going on here? This wasn't. This isn't supposed to be happening." Little did they know, they're watching the shoot. <laughs> it's no longer a work, fellas. We had worked ourselves into a shoot, Daddy. Here we are, and even DDP's homies come out to help him beat up Jimmy King. Sid Vicious, Juventud Guerrero, Van Hammer. <laughs> Prince Iakea. Oh, that is too funny. And Bam Bam Bigelow. Prince Iakea with uh, sh- boots on, by the way. This is before his uh, the artist formerly known as Prince Iakea stuff. Oh my God! How can I forget with Paisley, who was <laughs> Queen Charmel? Oh yeah. Oh my God! What the hell was WCW doing in 2000? <laughs> I remember that. <sighs> I that's the thing. I probably watched as a kid more of 2000 WCW than I did of 98, 99. Even I was watching WWF in like 99 and 2000, in 98 a little bit, but I. I watched a lot of WCW in 2000, <laughs> just because I was flipping back and forth, and I would see Prince Iakea, because his name was Prince, and Paisley. My God. Okay. <sighs> so, DDP's homies come out, another mishmash group of people that don't fit together at all. They're beating them up. But then here comes King's homies. They're coming out. Well, That's first, right. Even before in the, the King's homies come out. Before King's Homies come out, they beat up the ref, which was definitely a WCW move. Got to beat up the ref. Because <laughs> yeah. the refs, they're just there to get beat up in WCW. So, they even the odds. Conan, Kurt Hennig, Perry Saturn, they come out. We're going to even... Psych! They're going to beat up King too. And they all start kicking the hell out of Jimmy King. He's somehow still conscious. <laughs> I wrote down... Gordy just yelled, this isn't even a pay-per-view. <laughs> and yes, <laughs> Marks would agree with that. It's like, they're going to turn, they're going to do a title change on a Nitro? What is this? Uh, dude, this, that, the dialogue coming from Gordy was the best part about this. Because he was like, Sinclair must have got to him. <laughs> what? What do you mean? Like, like What's wrong with you? And then Shaw goes, this is what you get when you suck your buddy down the toilet. And I literally like, <laughs> quoted this because it was so toilet. amazing. And it made me it's laugh so, so hard. This is the comedy of it. And by the way, you know, even before they beat up the ref, you know, they're using the chairs. They're kicking people in, in the nether regions. And I guess there's no DQ. No DQ. This is WCW, bro. Come on. You know this. That's right. But, but man, that was funny. <laughs> after all of that, this isn't even the worst is yet to great. come. The worst is yet to come, though, because Bam Bam, Saturn, Hoovy, and Prince Ike are all climbed up to the top rope in four corners. <laughs> and Tanay said they're about to do the four <laughs> post massacre. 
I'm like, I watched it as a kid. I was like, what is that? <laughs> I guess that's a, I guess it's happened before. I'm just going to leave it to history. And now, I've, since I'm much more experienced and I've watched a lot more wrestling over the years, I still don't know what the hell a four-post <laughs> massacre is, nor have I ever seen it in the history of pro wrestling. Because who in the hell would do a four-man headbutt frog splash type of move? Because like, I think Bam Bam did a yeah. splash. I think all the other guys did like a, a headbutt. Who would do that? Ready to Rumble would do it. It was great. They just m- flat out made up a move. It was awesome. The most, the most devastating move in the history of wrestling. Yeah. The four post massacre. But a massacre also means that there's more than one person getting murdered, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> isn't that what a massacre is? I can look it up. I but guess. Usually, I've never heard massacre when it comes to like one person. <laughs> like, in, uh, it was a definition. Great move. Great move. An indiscriminate and brutal slaughter of people. People being plural. So, four post massacre. But that's what finally puts down Jimmy King. He is just... He's not even there. He's miles away. Like, he's just a corpse in the ring right now. Right? And Gordy and Sean, they are distraught. DDP slides over for the easiest cover in the history of wrestling. And DDP is your new... World heavyweight champion, and it's a top hill in pro wrestling, which even by this movie standards doesn't make any goddamn sense because DDP was always the baby face. <laughs> Only well, in this movie could they make DDP the bad guy. Well, no, he was a bad guy in WCW at this time. In he, the, in two in ninety nine two thousand, yeah, he turned heel. The triad uh, started in. Oh yeah, yeah, him and him and uh, who was it? it was Bam Bam, Bam, Bam. Canyon. You're 100 percent right. Yeah. I take it but, back. Uh, but the that, funniest but again, part of this, WCW ruined that too. He should never be yeah. a heel. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Gene Okerlund in the ring in record time to announce GDP as the champion. Like, <laughs> <Record> <laughs> he time. gets right in there. He's like the new champion. Gene Okerlund, <laughs> the ring announcer. How about that? That's another thing. Did they not know who the ring announcers were? In reality, it wasn't Gene Okerlund. No, because hey, it's not like they couldn't afford Michael Buffer. <laughs> <laughs> or they apparently couldn't afford Gary Michael Capetta or <laughs> Dave Penzer. <laughs> like, I, I mean, maybe Oakland auditioned for the role. <laughs> He's perfect. <laughs> That's it. And the Flyers are going to win six to three. How about that? What? Yeah, you lying? They scored three goals at like. Right, the Penguins tied it. It was three three, like twenty minutes ago. But the Flyers scored a three Damn. in a row, and they're going to win six. Stanley Cup, here we come. One and zero, baby. One and zero. <laughs> How many games are they playing? Sixty games this year, something like that. Uh, yeah, I think it's like 70s? F- I don't. Fifty-eight, maybe. Uh, well, we go undefeated. <laughs> you heard it here first. We're undefeated so far. So and for and in perpetuity throughout the season, <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah. First ever undefeated Stanley Cup champion. Hey, it ended just in <laughs> time for uh, NXT and AEW. Thank you, Look at Flyers. That. Look at that. Some wrestling fans on the team. They wanted to see AEW, too. <laughs> NXT. Not NXT. <laughs> <laughs> not ready to rumble, neither. They're not watching that. <laughs> but we get back to Gordy and Sean, who are distraught. Their favorite wrestler, their hero, Jimmy King, lost. 
He's no longer the champion. They're crying. They cried in the car. They literally did that <laughs> all that the way al- home. That was their allergies. Oh, those damn, all- <laughs> damn DDP allergies. <laughs> why is that so funny to me? Oh, my God. I don't know why. It was so stupid. It was. But they were crying so hard, they crashed the poop truck. Oh, Lord have mercy. Poop all over the road. Well, not really yet. They pooped. Oh, well, yeah, it did fly out. It flew out at first, right? So the police yeah, and firemen come yeah. to clean it up. And they're, they're arguing with each other. You know, the, the firemen's like, why the hell we got to clean this up? Like, you know damn well we not. So <laughs> off you go and clean this up. But, of course, at the same time, a big old big rig is coming down the road. And that crashes, too, because it tried to avoid the poop truck. <laughs> yeah. It turns over. Crashes into the poop truck. Poop goes flying all over everybody. They can't even walk in their houses at night. They got to get hosed down before they come in. But, of course, the truck that the second truck that crashed, the stuff flies out of that. And, of course, it's <laughs> toilet paper. <laughs> Why? Hey, you need that comedy, man. They could have just crashed the truck. And that would have well, been it. The first truck, the poop truck. They're coming. Need... They're coming for that. They're coming at the <laughs> Scott Steiner's coming. <laughs> Lock your windows and close your doors. Scott Steiner's on the way. But who was not in this movie. <laughs> right? Like, maybe he was like, I'm not going to be part of that. <laughs> he would have been the perfect villain for the movie. He would have. Maybe he just uh-huh. couldn't say his lines. <laughs> oh, my God. What is going down right here in Westfield? Ooh. That is a fire truck. Damn. Oh, man. Damn. Let's mute the microphone for a sec. Well, they're <laughs> gone now. Okay, never mind. But, Scott Steiner not in the movie? What the hell happened? That's just what we want from that. But yeah, this was unnecessary. Just yeah. unnecessary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They but were, after um, all of that, go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, okay. Never mind, we're right on track. I thought something happened before that, but. We're good. Huh. Right on track. <laughs> After all of that, though. All that happened cops, for a reason, by the way. We'll find, yeah. But the, no, the, the toilet paper truck didn't, ha- didn't happen for any reason. There was no reason for that. <laughs> Just so they could have toilet paper and poop. It was like, get it? Huh? Huh? <laughs> what are the odds? Huh? Huh? Am I right? Terrible. <laughs> but the cops didn't even get these dudes a ride home. They just left them out in the middle of nowhere <laughs> in Wyoming. Yeah. Like, damn. <laughs> you can't even help a brother out. They crashed a poop truck and you can't give him a ride home. That's crazy. But on their way, trying to hitchhike home, that's when they come up with the idea to go find Jimmy King and right the wrong of what happened to him at Nitro. Because before we kind of skipped over this, Sean made a bracelet that said WWKD. And usually people have on their bracelets what, you know, WWJD. What would Jesus do? But instead, they have what would King do? And he made one for Gordy. And that's when they come up with the idea. Because what would King do in this situation? He would right the wrong. He would fight for what's right. Apparently, they're the only two people who knew that King was legitimately wrong in the situation. <laughs> it, couldn't have been, it couldn't have been kayfabe. It couldn't have been kayfabe. They're not young and dumb enough to be like, uh, King was wronged within the storyline, and we have to fix this. They had the internet. No. 
they knew that King was wronged legitimately and they had to do something about it. They want to find Jimmy King. And instead of going home, they hitch a ride with a van full of nuns to go find Jimmy King. <laughs> That's their mission. But of course, this is 2000. And stupid things like singing Van Halen with nuns is funny. Because <laughs> to me. Hey, running with the devil, like, that was hilarious. With nuns. Atlanta was t- it's 21 hours away from Cheyenne, by the way. So, so 20- they were in that, that was, van with them. That was a 21-hour drive. They would have, for one, these nuns have never heard of an airplane. <laughs> They're in a van just hanging out for 20 hours. All right. That's believable. Uh, and they're singing Running with the Devil. And the one knew all the words. And none of them had ever heard that song. Except one. And she clear, clearly knew which one she was. Because she had this look on her face. Like, oh, I know the words. She's a, she's, a, she's a different kind of nun. She's a partier. I thought that was funny when I was like 10. Why not now? But that's the thing. Because I am grown. <laughs> and that's the thing. Grown, A grown man wrote this. Was he writing this for 10-year-old Vaughn? Well, I don't know. The movie was rated PG-13, so. I guess. Then there you go, I guess. It was meant for kids, who, or at least kids in 2000. A, who a lot of think, cursing in this, so I looked up the rating in the movie, and it said PG-13. I was kind of like, oh, okay. But it's, it's meant for people in 2000 who thought riding in a van full of nuns, who were also farting nuns, we'll get to that in a second. They thought that was funny. And yeah, as an that, aside, that's, though. Van, that's why people love DX, man. That type of humor. I expect that type of humor from a wrestling show. I don't expect that type of humor from a movie. Not in, But I'll, I'll hand you this. It was funny in the late 90s and early 2000s. Not in 2021. No, but that's why I laughed at it because I'm putting myself back in that. No, era. no, I can do I, that. I can do that with a bunch of movies. I couldn't do it with this. No, not at all. Nope, nope, nope. A lot of those. Are, you'd be surprised how many of those early 2000s comedies, like sort of okay. in the same vibe as this, are horrible these days. <laughs> we watched them like in amazement. It was hysterical in 2000, 2001, but now it's like, why do we like this? This isn't even funny. Just because, I mean, I wonder if today's 10, 12, 13-year-olds would find these movies funny. Because I don't think no. they're watching them. But I don't think they would find them funny either. These kids yeah. are sophisticated, man. They know what they're doing. Mm. I'm putting them past these kids. Mm. They know. They, 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 they wouldn't find this funny at all. I'm sorry. Some of them wouldn't, but I don't know. Most of them wouldn't. Speaking of, of Van them, Halen, A lot though, of them are Eddie? entitled, so I, I feel like... Uh, a lot of that, that humor, like maybe they think it, they don't go as far as they should sometimes. Well, we'll test it out maybe one day. <laughs> but speaking of Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen just died recently back in October, which is sad. I know um, Blue Meanie, our boy Blue Meanie, friend of the show, is a big Van Halen fan. I know he's pretty broken up about that. So rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. They did your song here a disservice with this terrible joke. And of course, when it got out of the van, 
when they got to their destination or wherever they wanted to go. I think it was Atlanta, right? Yeah. That's where Jimmy King lived. Uh, there's another, did you fart at all during this whole thing? No, I didn't fart, neither did I. And then David Arquette turns around into the camera and goes, we just rolled with a bunch of farting nuns. Yeah, now let's see, that was a line that wasn't necessary. You could have just left it at, like, did you fart? Like, did you? No. And then the viewer That's it. could make obvious, the obviously distinction that it was the nuns. You didn't have to say it outright like that. I thought that was a, a missed opportunity of making a funny joke. Huge missed opportunity. I'm telling you who loved this movie. <laughs> I know who loved this movie. Vince McMahon loved this movie. <laughs> I don't know, man. He, that WCW Vince McMahon logo? loves a good. He he's a, he loves a good fart joke. He, he he the fart joke and the toilet humor would he wouldn't even care that it's WCW. He just ha ha ha! They they they're farting. They're nuns and they farts and they, and they farted in the van. Ha ha! That's funny. Goddamn, pal, that's funny. Who wrote this? <laughs> we want to do no holds bar two with this guy. Uh. Trash. Big, big, big. I can't even stress enough how big of trash. Big pile of steaming, stinky, awful trash that joke was. Because like you said, it's not like they just did like, oh, did you fart? I didn't fart. Did you fart? No, I didn't fart. And that left it at that. Yeah. Which yeah. maybe could have been funny. Instead, he turned and looked. was like, they were farting nuns. And that was supposed to be like a riot. That was supposed to be like the... The real like punchline to that whole scene that now supposed to send people into hysterics in the movie theater. <laughs> I wasn't in the movie theater when this came out, but I would imagine I would just guess that that did not happen. Mm. So I that's mean, you never know. I get maybe you're right. This was 2000 after all. We found a lot of things funny back in 2000 that just aren't weren't really that funny. Yeah. So here we go. We run into a kid now. Well, I don't remember who played this. Shermanator, baby. He was in American Pie, right? Yeah, the Shermanator. Okay, Shermanator, you're right. <laughs> I wonder if these guys, I didn't see if these guys wrote American Pie, but this is definitely like in that same kind of style, uh, sort of in the same style of American Pie. Um, but Shermanator, you're right. I haven't seen American Pie in so long, yeah. so it's been a long time, and it probably would be weird today <laughs> in 2020. Yeah. Especially because they're like going crazy over dudes, uh, Stiffo's mom. Yeah. And they're teenagers. So. Yeah. Whatever. Shermanator, though, can use. He has access to a thing that not many people had access to in 2000. People were still learning about what this was in 2000. But only the Shermanator, who. That's not his name in the movie, but we're going to call him <laughs> we're gonna that. We're going to call him that. <laughs> Only he had access to it to help them on their search for Jimmy King. And that was the internet. (laughs) Hackersplanet.com. Hackersplanet.com. Which was, for one, he said, he was like, yeah, I can access anything on the internet. Yeah, yeah. And then they go to his house, which you just invited two strangers to your house. (laughs) From Wyoming. From Wyoming, who hitchhiked with a bunch of farting nuns. That's the story they told you, bro. You believe that. <laughs> you believe that. You can believe anything. You can fall for anything. You know, we just hitchhiked from Lusk, Wyoming, 
in a van for 20 plus hours with a van full of farting nuns that sung Running with the Devil. I'm like, sirs, I'm calling the police because you are clearly trying to kidnap me right now. It's not a believable story. Go straight to jail right now. Go to jail. <laughs> Instead, he invites him over to his house and he, <laughs> again, here's another line that just hits you over the head with what exactly was happening. He says, I'll search the web for any info on the king's whereabouts. It's like, of course, that's why you're, that's why we're here. That's why you're in this story right now. Because <laughs> you know how to use the internet, the big web, worldwide web, search the web. Who says that in 2020? No one. 2021. Or even in 2000, for that matter. Nope. But they just, they just had to it. insert that in. <laughs> right. They had to insert that in, I guess, because people were still very uneducated about the internet. I guess so. By this point, I had already had it for almost three years now. So Right. <laughs> I wrote the line was silly in 2021, but also unnecessary. <laughs> like, <laughs> it felt unnecessary in 2000, even. I'll search the web. for. <laughs> Just, like it's just like I'm about to do this activity, and then he does it. Like that doesn't—that's not good writing. That's just not good writing in in a, in a movie. That's like Michael Jordan before he dunks in Space Jam. He's like, I'm about to dunk the basketball, and then he does it. <laughs> Freddy Krueger in Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm about to kill you in your sleep, and then he kills you in your sleep. It's like no, he just does it. That's or when a racist says, "I'm going to storm the U.S. Capitol," and then they do it. <laughs> In plain sight of everyone. And they get arrested. Then they get arrested. Because <laughs> they posted pictures of themselves. Well, the one, the one dude in West Virginia. The one dude in West Virginia. His name is Derek Evans. That's why I remember yeah. this. Because he's... <laughs> Derek Evans. I'm mentioning your name because you're stupid. But <laughs> he literally live-streamed himself in the Capitol and said, I'm in. Derek <laughs> Evans is in the Capitol. <laughs> and they wonder why he got caught. <laughs> Insert name here. Storm the Capitol. <laughs> Vaughn Johnson has robbed the bank. <laughs> what that? Ta- tag yourself, you know, on social media. <laughs> what a goof. Share your location. Derek Evans. He referred to himself in a third person <laughs> and then committed a crime. <laughs> what an idiot. <sighs> Whoa, man. Bro, that's too funny, now, man. That's I'm not even a movie. That. That's real life. <laughs> that's real life, man. That's what makes it so funny because that's this is a movie. We can knock a movie for being a little, you know, not super realistic. He did that in real life, bro, and then got hauled off in handcuffs <laughs> like two days later. Like, go to jail. We ca- we got you. This is you. Well, oh, oh, the video I saw, I think it was yesterday. When the dude who got the the podium out of the Capitol yeah, who took the yeah. picture of himself waving, yeah. they had a. This is a video of his lawyer outside of the courthouse, yeah, I, I guess, that. in Florida. He said, you can see my, my client, you know, <laughs> not wearing a mask. He has it. You see photos of him and videos of him. It's like, yeah. is, that a, is that a problem? Is that going to present a problem for you? It's like, yeah, that presents a problem. Yeah, you can say that. I mean, I'm not a magician. <laughs> like, it's clearly my client. In the it's clearly him. <laughs> I don't know why you even hired me for this, bro. You can enter this guilty plea on your own. <laughs> You don't need me to plead guilty. You paying money to go to jail. I'm <laughs> paying money to get a guilty verdict. <laughs> but you don't have to pay me for that. They got you in 4K, my guy. Like it's over. <laughs> the jig is up in 4K. 
This camera is the best camera in the world. These 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 AP photographers and these New York Times photographers, they got some of the best cameras on the planet. They got you. They're posing for them. They are posing for them. They waved. <laughs> Woo, that was a good I needed that laugh, boy, because I ain't getting it from ready to rumble. <laughs> I ain't getting no laughs from ready to rumble. Back to this movie. We you, got you, you, didn't, you didn't laugh when uh Gordy was making Jimmy King have uh, intercourse with EDP through the behind, the action figures? Or did you just kind of gloss over that and try to ignore it? I guess you tried to ignore it. I'm just going <laughs> to let you keep describing this scene. I mean, I wrote the notes. <laughs> oh, my God. Meanwhile, oh, Sean I know. was jamming to Britney Spears, but, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that because Britney Spears was the bomb back then. Probably yeah, shout out is, to Britney Spears. But, uh, yeah, her, I, yeah. Uh, it's sad what's going on with her because she has like, no control over her estate, which is sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, but that was supposed to be funny, bro. I know. <laughs> like, I'm saying that's... That was supposed to be funny. Him singing to Britney Spears and doing the dance and the yeah. hit me, baby, all that stuff. Yeah, that dancing around as if he's never heard the song before. Right. He's heard that song before. And then you got Gordon doing the whole thing with the dolls, which is just weird. What? But you know who found this funny? Vince McMahon. <laughs> Vince McMahon thought it was hysterical. I'm telling you, this movie is for him, bro. He was probably a consultant on this movie. Like a, like a, a silent consultant. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. Uh, one thing I noticed that the MacBook that Shermanator was using, they were dope back <laughs> in like ninety nine two thousand. My neighbor actually had one of those. Uh, you know, it was kind of like a weird shape, and it wasn't really. Uh, everyone was like on the PC bandwagon, I think, back then, including me. You know, they like were. I, it wasn't yeah. a Mac world back then. You know, if you had mm. a Mac, it was almost looked like a weird thing. It was like they were different think, colors. Wouldn't, Mac, like, wow. wouldn't Macs really like take over? Like, yeah, maybe late aughts, late. Oh seven, oh eight, maybe. I like, guess the iPhone. Whenever the iPhone started, yeah, yeah, that helped. Compatible, you know, with Macs and stuff, and because like, and I, my other friend got like this when it was flat screen, this big Mac, and he was like one of the yeah. only people to have it around. And, and that then, looked dope in the yeah. house, right? Yeah, that looked the future. But I remember, like fifth grade, I had a computer class that had the old Mac computers with the colors that they had, like a Zoolander when they was like the files are yeah. in the computer, like yeah, yeah. that that. <laughs> Hey, I <laughs> saw that computers. one, by the way. I, <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> um, but I had, I remember, like, it was, like, dope. And then I remember the classroom was always, like, really cold because they had to keep the computers at a good temperature. You don't want to overheat them. And I was like, these computers are awesome. It was, like, blue and red and, yeah. and yellow and all that. Mm-hmm. And then, like, every year after that, like, school, at least in, like, I went to Northeast High School in Philly, most computer labs didn't have Macs except one room and that was the room where we put together the school newspaper at northeast it was the only room where we had macbooks and i remember i would go down there and use a computer and no one else none of my other friends knew how to use macs because they just didn't use them right like every other computer everybody else used pcs mm-hmm. like macs just weren't big back even in two this is 2003 four five into six and seven like just wasn't a thing i remember like oh they got the fancy computers they got the macs down here i don't even know how to use this <laughs> and then even yeah. when I went to IUP, went to college, every computer lab was all PCs. It's probably still that way in most college campuses, I'm sure, was mostly PCs. But my school newspaper, we had Macs, and it felt like, you know, everybody would walk in and be like, "Whoa, this is you got Macs in here!" Like, <laughs> it was a big deal. So 
Yeah, I remember like those flat screen Macs and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and the, and the screen, the big screens and all that. So, yeah, it's just it's funny. Yeah, my, my friend I, I had it, and like the mouse was weird, and I was like, that's kind of why I never went the Mac route. Mm. You know, I just I keep sticking with PCs just because what I'm used to. I've I've had a Mac uh, since I started working at Philly.com. Uh, we use Macs there, and we use Macs at the Eagles. So, a Mac guy. See, if I had a laptop, I, I would look into that. But like a desktop, I would probably oh, okay. stick with PC. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it all depends, I guess. Whatever I do, but for now, you know, I'm a PC guy. Mm. But I could change. I could be bought. Don't worry. <laughs> I could be bought. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a free one. I'm using it. <laughs> exactly. So, Sherminator, he uses, like you said earlier, Hacker's Planet, <laughs> which is like, I think that site would get shut down by Homeland Security, like, in a day. Yeah. But see. here we are. <laughs> Hacker's Planet. He needed Hacker's Planet to find his address, which I don't know if that's even a thing you need to do in 2020, 2021. <laughs> Didn't uh, have a picture of him, or was it just the info? I don't remember. I think it was a picture. I think it was a photo. So but he ridiculous. found his address so fast. It's like, yeah, what kind of hacker thing is this? You got to find it instantly. But Sherminator also had an abusive father. <laughs> Let's just call yeah. it what it is. Yeah. He constantly berated this kid, called him the P word. I'm not going to repeat it. Again, this is a family show. Mm-hmm. He said, having, what is he talking on the phone? Patriot. Patriot. <laughs> Probably. But somebody should have called CPS on this guy. Was he in high school still? Something like... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I th- uh, that's what I got the impression of. Just because he was still home. And I guess back then, that's... If he's home with his parents, he's still in high school and not in college. But I don't know. I, I wrote this down probably the fourth time in my notes. That was supposed to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't find that funny. His dad was an abusive father. Oh, yeah. That was, a, that was supposed to be... Pl- that was played up as a joke. It was. It was. it was part of the joke that his dad was a hard ass and he's abusive father, like at least emotionally abusive to him, if not physically. You know, and this yeah, poor kid is on the computer all the time playing video games and on Hacker's Planet. Not good. Not yeah. good. Not good. That's supposed to be funny. I was not a fan. But of now, that. no. But now we're back on the road again. They pull up on Jimmy King's ex-wife's house, Eugenia King. Which is that's a name, Eugenia. It is. She is played played by Caroline Ray, who is best known for the original Sabrina the Teenage Witch back in the day. Because yep. you know they did they have a TV series on Netflix now, but I'm talking about the one okay. that was on Channel Six, it's ABC Channel. Yeah, that's Channel Six. For those who aren't in Philly, you don't know what Channel Six <laughs> is. ABC back in the day with the with the cat who would talk, which was yeah. uh, I believe Salem. Nick Kai who was the cat. Yeah, yeah. Salem, Salem, right. Yeah, I'm saying it was voiced by Nick Bakai, I uh, believe. I think. I think. I could be wrong. But the black cat that would talk, you know. So she's in here and she hates Jimmy King. Well, this is the first inclination that we get that Jimmy King is kind of a scumbag. Yeah. <laughs> Big old his POS. wife hates his guts. Right. He's a scumbag. And she hates him. He said, she said he's late on child support and alimony. Even his own son hates him. And he hates him because he let them hang on with those braces. He needed braces real bad. <laughs> he left them hanging. Real, real bad. 
So he's a deadbeat father. He's a terrible husband. He filed for bankruptcy three times. He's had multiple wives. He has illegitimate kids. A fantastic person. <laughs> and this is like your your hero, man. Like, come on. This is our hero. I guess this is another thing about wrestling. It's like, like this is another like. I guess, like, a message about wrestling is, like, what you see on screen is one thing, but these guys are totally different behind the scenes. Your heroes could be actually scumbags. You know, this is, like, the real-life part of wrestling that they don't tell you about, you know. <laughs> these guys got divorces, they got kids everywhere, they broke, and all this stuff. And it's like, damn, this ain't, just don't paint a nice picture for pro wrestling. Was this supposed to, like, help WCW or help pro wrestling in general? And not even and our main character, Gordy, because didn't, like, wasn't he about to have some relations with uh, this woman before Sean put the kibosh on? Yeah, because she said she had crabs. Yeah, and, you know, want to say? He's like, yes, yes. Like, what? <laughs> what do they think like, of people involved in wrestling? What do you think of wrestling fans and, and people involved in wrestling? The fans not, are idiots. Not good. Yeah, exactly. They're losers. They drop poop trucks. <laughs> yeah. And. The people involved are scumbags. At least Jimmy King was. So, it's just strange. But his parents hated him too. His own people hated him. <laughs> his own people. Borrow, he borrowed their motorhome. Well, he said that his parents were dead, right? But they, they never well, were. I was going to say that. <laughs> okay. He cited, he tells his parents that like, no, that's not true. Because <laughs> according to his biography, you died. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In this thing, and you died in this, and it's like they're standing right in front of you, <laughs> alive. And the dad was like, "F off, freak! <laughs> Get out of here!" So, it's, so even as he's even lying in his biography, yeah, to <laughs> make himself seem like a better person, but he's a scumbag. He lied about his parents' death, which could never happen in 2021 because we instantly find, oh, they're still alive. Facebook search. They're still here. So Posted two hours ago. Right. No death certificate. No uh, nothing like that. Just straight up lie. So, but in 2000, you can get away with that, I guess. Um, but his parents were played by the late Louis Arquette, who is, yes, David Arquette's father and also Patricia Arquette's father. Uh, so, Louis Arquette and Kathleen Freeman, who were both, both of them were, uh, you know, very experienced actors and actress back in the day were a lot of different things. Kathleen Freeman was in one of the Naked Gun movies. Um, but the thing is, they both died in 2001. So this had to be one of their final oh, movie wow. roles. Wow. It's two legendary actors. Mm. And one of their final movies was Ready to Rumble. <sighs> but they were great. They're great <laughs> in this movie. Because when... <laughs> Before they leave, the mom goes, and they, they haven't seen him since. <laughs> the little bleep. <laughs> and she just walks in the house. <laughs> so, they, they were great. But yeah, one of their last movie roles. Unfortunately, passed away in 2001. So finally, they after going to his ex-wife's house, who hates him, his parents, who also hate him, his son hates him too. They finally find the king. And they don't find him in a castle with a crown on his head, with winches all, ar- all around. They find him in a motorhome park 
in a motorhome dressed as an old woman. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to find your hero. Yeah, right. <laughs> apparently, he's dressed as an old woman to hide out from Titus and Claire. Apparently, he wants to kill him, which is weird. We're getting, I'll, I'll talk about that later. But he's using kids in the motorhome park to get him drugs from the from the pharmacies. What a terrible person! <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> what? All oh, the bars you can just leave the pills about about there. I'll come and get them. What? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't. He's a, a rotten human being. It, it was bad. I was like, this isn't even <laughs> funny. Like. It's this is even weird. supposed to be funny. It's just stupid. Yeah, it's supposed to be hysterical, bro. I, I think it's supposed to be hysterical. I was just like, "What?" He's a terrible person. Then he lets them in the house and instantly starts lying about his family. Oh, my mama died. This and my daddy died. This time it's like, no, we we, we saw. Oh, my son was in the wheelchair. <laughs> he said that. <laughs> oh, we saw your son too. He could walk. Oh, it's a miracle. He could walk. <laughs> what? <laughs> And then, yeah, that was <laughs> that was kind of funny, actually. Uh, but then he instantly tells them, "Hey, hey, hey, guys, wrestling's fake." <laughs> like, it's like, damn, they wanted to get, yeah. get they wanted you to know really bad mm-hmm. that wrestling is fake. It's like I'm just, I, I'm just a bunch of clowns, and not this clown just lost his job. That's all. Like, that's it. That's all wrestling is—a bunch of clowns. It's a circus. Damn. It's almost like they didn't think that highly of wrestling. No, it almost felt like they were purposely crapping on it. And it's like, wait, I thought this was supposed to be a wrestling movie. But then it's like, at least they're going out of their way to make you know that it's one big fake. Like, it's not even supposed to be entertaining. It's just there for the it's low, not even lowest like, common denominator. Like I said, I understand that we all know that wrestling isn't real, obviously. But maybe it's just the the way they portray, like in like the wrestler, the movie The Wrestler, which I don't know if you've seen. I probably I actually, actually, I haven't seen it all the way through. I started watching it at one point, but then I fell asleep, and then I haven't actually watched it back. But there's some reverence to the to, to pro wrestling still in that movie. It's not like it's treated as a joke. It's literally what Randy the Ram. That's how he made his fortune, and he of course pissed it all away. But there's no disrespect of wrestling in that movie. They don't trash it, at least from what I remember. I saw it a long time ago, but I don't remember looking at him like, damn, they just don't like wrestling, huh? Like, if anything, it showed, like, how much he loved it, how much he would probably, we don't know for sure, but probably died for it. Like, Mm -hmm. he just loved being in front of the people, loved being in front of the crowds, and loved the business, and everybody that was there was cool, and they were all into it. I remember R-Truth is in the movie for some reason, (laughs) and it's it's like there's a little bit more of a reverence of the business. Of course, it's surrounded by the the drama of him and his daughter, and you know, all this and that, but in this movie, they just, like, kind of trash it. It's just like, you know it's fake, right? There's a bunch of circus clowns, and we dancing around, and this clown just got fired, folks. That's all. And it's like, all right. Just, okay. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so, they try to convince King to come out and fight for his belt again. They want him to get back into it. Mind you, this is, like, what, a couple days after... Nitro, and yeah. apparently he's already just 
wasted drunk, drunk two yeah. days later, <laughs> out of shape that fast. I guess he I guess he was never really in shape. He's just it's wrestling, so he can it's all fake anyway. So why would he have to get back into shape, right? But they talk about all the times that he was actually hurt. Like he was hurt and he came back to he broke his back and came yeah. back two weeks later to beat up Lex Luger. Or somebody like that. So stupid. It's like that man, what? Stay. He was paralyzed, and it came back in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Come on, dude. Paralyzed. You know, that's part of the story, fellas. That's called. That's called the story. That's called. A, that's called the angle. Or work. <laughs> the angle. You know. Um, it's not a rib. But man. he didn't. It's not a rib. Not a rib. Not a rib. Not a work or. Sh- I don't know what we're in right now. It's a work shoot. It's a, it's a shoot shoot. I don't know. He then beat him up. <laughs> He's just like, I'm tired of you guys. And he beats him up. And they love every single second of it. But I guess in that moment where he beat him up and hit him both with the crown finishing move from off his couch, he found his motivation again. He could still get it done. Even though you just stopped doing it two days ago. But he needed that to know he could still get He still got it. You know? So that's when he goes, you know what? I'm going to give you boys a chance to get me back into shape. Oh, not, not to get me back into shape. Not yet. We're going to go up to New York. That's what they promised him. We're going to go up to New York and you're going to get a swing at Titus Sinclair. You're going to get to punch him in the face. That's what they all they promised him at first. Right? So they go up to New York to the New York Arena, which is not a real arena. They couldn't do Madison Square Garden because <laughs> it's WCW yeah. and they didn't have the rights to do Madison Square Garden. WCW is not just not ha- hanging out in Madison Square Garden. Uh, not doing shows there. The fact that Ring of Honor did a show there a couple years ago was wild. Big deal. Big, deal. big, big deal. I don't think people under I don't think people really realize how big of a deal that was. <laughs> the Ring of Honor did their show there. AEW probably ain't doing a show at the Garden anytime soon. Unless they the Garden is like, look, man, we need money. <laughs> like. Yeah. We had a pandemic, so AEW, come on in. But for the most part, that's WWF turf. Um, but back to the movie. They go up to New York at the quote-unquote New York arena, and they somehow have their porta potty garb and a porta potty to, to sneak into the building. Which Where did they get that from? They were just just hanging out, <laughs> just their clothes. Maybe they packed their porta potty stuff? I guess stuff. they have a business in New York. A family Maybe, family business stretched all the way to New York. I guess I guess they had their porta potty. They have the ins and outs of all the, the porta potty businesses in right. the U.S. They, they got connects. <laughs> <laughs> they had connects. They had the porta potty plug. Say that three times fast. They had the uniforms. They had the porta potty itself. They had the port. They had the porta potty plug. <laughs> that sounds stupid to say. Porta potty plug in New York, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's 8.30 Wednesday night And we're talking about the porta porta potty plug <laughs> Porta potty plug Triple P Not the PPP loans But the porta potty plug <laughs> oh, So they man. get the porta potty Into the building Jimmy King is in the porta potty They're wheeling it in right? And that's how they get into the building That's how they get Jimmy King Into the building When this was happening that's when they came across the Nitro Girls locker room and 
Gordy and Sean were obsessed. They they were looking at every, all the girls. Apparently, none of the girls noticed that two men were looking in, in their locker room. But we got some some shots of the women walking around in lingerie, which, hey, look, they look good. I ain't going to hold you. But it is kind of weird that they be sneaking in and peeking in at the women while they're in their undergarments. And Sasha, who is Rose, McGow- Rose McGowan, that's her, her name is Sasha in the movie, <laughs> she catches them and doesn't, like, berate them feeling like, hey, creeps, get out of yeah, here. right. <laughs> She's just like, hey, guys, what you looking at? <laughs> and that's it. You lost. Right. It's just, that's weird. I guess, again, 20 years ago, man, it was just okay for that stuff to happen back then, I guess. I don't know. So. But I say again, she was not as nice as the other Nitro girls. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it. Not as nice. But then we get a, you see DDP walking in slow motion with Titus and Claire. Because, you know, you got to know that the big baddies, they have to slow motion walk. And they cut a promo backstage. They had the cameraman come up. Mr. Page, we're going to have a cut a promo right now. I'm going to do this right now. They had the cameraman come up with the director, Titus and Claire. Even he, he directs it. Like, I want you to tight shot of the, can- of the belt, pull back, and he starts talking. Like, okay. Sh- showing everything in this movie. DDP starts cutting a promo about Jimmy King. Who's apparently he's he's not on, there. He's, he's fired. fired. Come on, what the hell? He's fired. He's done. I'm done with you. Rest rest in peace, Jimmy King. That's what literally Titus and Claire told him. When he <laughs> fired this man and left him for dead in a trailer park dressed as an old woman. So why would DDP be cutting a promo on this guy? Doesn't make any sense. Does it make any nope. sense to you? No, not at all. Makes no sense. While that's happening though. Jimmy King hops out of the funny. port. What would have been funny is if he went, Jimmy King, screw Jimmy King. But he never did. That would have been funny. Come on. Or just go, Jimmy who? Who that? I don't know who that is. <laughs> Whatever. Something. I don't know. He cut a whole promo on this man, though. But that's when Jimmy King hops out of the porta potty <laughs> and attacks DDP and Titus Sinclair. Security is very, very hesitant to stop this. <laughs> <laughs> This man is trespassing. He is not allowed in the building, which is why he is snuck in through a porta potty. But yet, <laughs> security is just like, whoa, what's happening here? Then Gordy and Sean, they attack Titus Sinclair. They have him in like a, a figure four and a, like a leg scissors around his neck. And they're talking trash to him. No one is stopping this. Who are these two men <laughs> attacking the boss? Nobody does anything until Sinclair goes, hey, get these guys off me, please. And that's when the wrestlers come in and beat the holy hell out of Gordy and Sean. <laughs> they threw my man over the Hummer and <laughs> face first, pow, on the floor. That'd like it hurt. Yeah, yeah concrete. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that'd like it hurt. <laughs> but then, and I put, don't know what the security people were doing all this time. He had security with him. But he, he, the wrestlers had to save him. What, what's the point <laughs> of y'all security? I'm firing y'all. You let me get beat up by two porter potty guys? What's up here? Mm-mm. Then King pins DDP, and a referee out of nowhere slides yeah. in and counts. <laughs> like what? For a match that never started. <laughs> and it's like this is not who. To who? So clearly, whoever wrote this has never watched wrestling. No, not at all. Or any athletic sport, for that matter. Like, because 
you don't just pin somebody. This is the hardcore title. Yeah. They probably that's what you know. That's probably what they did. But I don't know. Was it around at this point? Like the yes, 20, it was the, in the two, twenty. In, the twenty four oh, maybe, seven rule. Yeah, you're probably right. Maybe yeah, not in ninety nine like, when like, they were what? writing this. So, where the hell did they get this from then? Because yeah, like, that's well, never did... been a thing. <sighs> they need the visual of Jimmy King pinning DDP. <laughs> For what? <laughs> you know how we talk about the visual in WWE? Like, they need the visual of this and the visual of that. Right. They need the visual of Jimmy King pinning DDP backstage with no one there. Well, the no fan was there. there ready. Right? Ready to count. It's like, this dude doesn't work here. Why are you counting this? <laughs> And it's like, yes, world ch- new world champ. It's like, that's not how this works. <laughs> who wrote this? I know who wrote it. But like, what? Did, you, yeah. did, did this person ever watch pro wrestling? Or any type of combat sport, for that matter. Or any type of athletic endeavor. It's not like, <laughs> you could just tackle Brett Favre and be like, sack, I sacked you. That's, that, that counts. That's my sack. <laughs> what? That doesn't, well, that's well, not Michael how this Sahan works. did that. So. Look. He did. He did. That's how he got his record. But that's okay. But that's different. That's, that's still within the game. Just pin this man. New world champ. So, after this happens, Sinclair doesn't do the thing that anyone would do and just throw everybody out. Everybody get out. You don't belong here. Get out. You're trespassing. I am pressing charges for trespassing, assault, all kinds of other stuff. Because you stormed our building, you're going to get arrested. Just like those people who stormed the Capitol last week. Mm-hmm. Go to jail. Mm-hmm. Instead, <laughs> Sinclair, Titus Sinclair, <laughs> this doesn't make any sense, <laughs> gave them a match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He said, oh yeah, since you did this, since you broke the law, I'm going to give you a world title match. And if you win this, <laughs> you got a chance to win the world title and a million dollars. What? Yeah, what? Like, what the hell is he doing? He's making Eric Bischoff like decisions out here. So I guess it made sense. What? Sinclair goes from getting choked out by two strangers to saying, you guys <laughs> can have your match and a million dollars. On the line, you can just put the world title on the line. That'd have been fine. You're gonna give him. You're gonna throw in a million dollars too, <laughs> right? Like out of nowhere. What? Weird. He books him in a steel cage. King <laughs> didn't even cage. want the match. Jimmy King didn't even. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a second. Hold the phone. <laughs> Hold the damn phone. How? Why? What? The right again. The writing doesn't make any sense. This man has every right to be like, lock these dudes up. <laughs> Instead, he's like, all right, you got it. You got the match, world title, and not only are you not going to jail, I'm gonna let y'all go home free with a world title match and the potential, the possibility of winning a million dollars. How does that sound? <laughs> Good to me. Oh man, who's writing this? Who's booking this crap? <laughs> yeah, who booked this crap? So then they have a big old party at King's Motorhome under some random bridge somewhere, presumably in New York. 
just random spot in New York. <laughs> the whole roster yeah. is there. Booker T is there. Yeah. Disco Inferno is there. Booker T's hanging out. He's dancing a little bit. The Nitro girls are there. Queen Charmel's front and center. Mm. Mean Gene Oakland is there. He's drunk. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's drinking. And he goes up to... <laughs> he goes up to Jimmy King. Do, do people think I'm sexy? And Jimmy King. I think you're sexy, Mean Gene. I really do. <laughs> and then... King runs into the to the motorhome, takes a shot of something, runs out. He's trying to run away. He's not he's not here for this match. For some reason, he wants to run away from this match, and he falls into the sewer. <laughs> perfectly. Kurt Henning would appreciate that. He fell like just perfectly. <sighs> Man, this movie. So listen, they got a. Go ahead. Did you notice when Sasha was saying how she grew up in Wyoming? She said she grew up in Cody, Wyoming. That's a real place. Yeah, I know. That's where Bischoff lives. And I said, oh. LOL, this Bischoff was fired before this. <laughs> like, I wonder if they. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but they, you know, we talked about Lusk, Wyoming, and we talked about Cheyenne, Wyoming. But, you know, mm. this they name dropped Cody, Wyoming, and I thought that was pretty funny, all things considered. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That was before this. That was before, yeah. I guess she was talking to Gordy, and then that's Jimmy King had ran away. And, uh, yeah. People were dancing. Gordy was dancing. Sean was dancing. Sasha's trying to put the moves on Gordy. Okay. (laughs) This party sucked. But we go to the next scene. They got to find. Jimmy King. They go to this. I don't know where they really went. What would you call it? Just a, a building a in New gym, York, right? I don't know. No, the like sewage building. When they when they find the king, though, they find him. Oh yeah. They found uh, him in the sewer. It was and uh, to me, it's like it, a sanitation like department aban- or something like that. Was it an abandoned building or no? No, they found him. It was like a department because remember they talked to the guy and was like, "How did you know to right. find him here?" And he's right. like, "Oh, oh we know you know what? Yeah, probably was. We're in the business. Yeah, the porta potty business. So yeah, they probably right, knew where all the sewers led." Yeah, we, we're in the business, so we knew where to find him. So they find Jimmy King. He looks like a complete hot mess because he spent the night in the sewer because he didn't want to leave the sewer because he is afraid to have this match because apparently, and he kept saying it, Sinclair wants to kill him, like actually kill him dead. Like, not like he wants to kill me like figuratively, like, literally kill him, yeah. which I don't understand why he has this irrational fear of Sinclair because we have no indication that Sinclair is capable of killing someone. Like, actually. But if this is widely known, he should be in jail? Like, But apparently that's what he does. He kills people. He's capable of this. So that's why he has this fear of Titus Sinclair. I don't understand it. Then Wait, 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 wait. Let me back up for a second. If you know... Titus Sinclair is capable of killing you. Why are you driving across country to punch this man in the face? That's the last person I'm punching in the face. Again, another instance of this movie not making sense. Leave that man alone. Punch DDP in the face. Don't punch Sinclair in the face. So maybe if you kill Sinclair first, he can't have anyone kill you. And he didn't even yeah. say he was going to kill him, though. No. He said, I, I wanted know. to swing. I know, I know. <laughs> 
Maybe just swing an axe. Swing. Maybe he meant swing an axe. I don't know. He didn't even say one punch. I just want a, a, an attempt at Sinclair. So we move on though to they gotta find Jimmy King a trainer because even though he's been in the wrestling business for I don't know how long, this man apparently does not know how to actually wrestle, which I guess is possible. <laughs> But I guess because this is a real match, he has to really know how to defend himself. Mm. He just never knew how to had to know how to do that. So they roll up to a building as Scott inhabited. Scott again. Scott Snyder again. He, here he come again. <laughs> He's pissed My he wasn't in the gracious. movie. Maybe he wanted to be Pretty in the movie. Pretty much. But they didn't let him. For no reason. He would have been <laughs> fantastic in the movie. He probably would have won an Oscar or something. Maybe a, That's true. Maybe a, a Golden Globe. I don't know. Maybe. MTV Award. Maybe that's an MTV Movie Award. Do they still have that? I think so. Mm, oh, the Movie shouldn't. Award? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, the Movie Awards. Yeah, I don't know. They shouldn't if they do. Hmm. Nobody cares. Nope. But they roll up on Sal Bandini, who is the old-time wrestling trainer in this movie. And you hear from his dojo, I guess you can call it, his training facility, just screams, just so many, so many screams of agony and despair and pain. And they open the door, and they find Sal Bandini. He's just an old man, just a regular yeah. looking old man. Yeah. Played by Martin Landau, who's been in I don't know how many movies over the years, countless. And of course, they base his character clearly off of Stu Hart. Who was known for taking people down to the dungeon, teaching them how to wrestle, and stretching them, causing bodily harm. People are screaming and yelling and wailing in pain and in agony at the Hart House in Calgary. Well, this is so somebody who wrote this movie knows about Stu Hart, but they don't know about you can't just pin somebody backstage and win the title. Like that's not how that works. <laughs> so, but Martin Landau, legendary actor, he was I know him best. For the movie BAPS. And I know you haven't seen this movie, Nick. I'm not even going to try to Is ask you. Is that an acronym? Yes. It means Ooh. Black American. I forget what the P means. Princess. Princess. That's what, Of course that's what it means. Um, squad. Black American. Squad. <laughs> but No? That's not it? No, I don't think so. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but great movie, by the way. BAPS movie with. Holly Berry and Natalie Dizelle, who unfortunately okay. passed away recently through the colon cancer. Mm. But it's a great movie. I think it's a great movie. Directed by Robert Townsend. Got Holly Berry. She's just fantastic in this movie. Um, but yeah, about two black women who go to Hollywood and try to, or Beverly Hills, try to hit it big in Hollywood, and they wind up taking care of this old man, Martin Landau. And of course, hijinks ensues. So. Mm. So, yeah. so is it Black a com- American comedy? Princess. Yes, it's a comedy. Oh, okay. Yes, this is not a serious. Like I said, you heard Halle Berry and Martin Landau. I was like, this has to be serious. Like, no, no, no. This is a comedy. <laughs> Halle Berry is acting her ass off in this movie. She like she had a <laughs> such a great time making this movie, honestly. And Natalie Dizelle, um, again, rest in peace to her. But great movie. I think it's a funny movie. Uh, so that's what I know. That's who I know Martin Landau from. Babs, of course. Black American Princess. I forgot the acronym for some reason, but uh, yeah, Martin Landau. He's Sal Bandini. Sal Bandini. Want to wrestle? What a name! 
It is a great name. <laughs> Sal Bandini. So he walks him in there and he welcomes him in because, again, he's going to train Jimmy King how to wrestle. Apparently, Jimmy King needs to learn how to wrestle again. That's just what's happening right now. He shakes Jimmy King's hands and immediately breaks his hand or something like that. Just stretches him up against the wall <laughs> and tells him to tap out, punk. And Jimmy King immediately taps out. So, this is what uh, you need to know about Sal Bandini. He's not playing games that's with gotta Jimmy be the King. embarrassing. <laughs> Come on, Jimmy. So... After this little scene, when they actually didn't they? I think they trained with him a little bit, and he kicks Sal Bandini in the face. Yeah. Was that this scene? I believe it was the scene. Like you killed Sal Bandini, <laughs> like you killed him, and then he ambushes him <laughs> yeah, and kicks him in the in the genitalia. He makes the Undertaker come back, you know. <laughs> right. Opens his eyes and chokes him or something. He's like ah. <laughs> and, and Sal and Martin Landau stunt double took a big bump and all that. So, <laughs> so. The next scene in this movie is the wildest scene in this movie, probably. Do you know what I'm going to here? Yeah. <laughs> I have it written down. This is wild. <laughs> I'm going to go through it. I want to see what you wrote down. Though. I'm going to go through it real okay. quick. So the, after Sal Bandini, we cut to Gordy stopping by Sasha's <laughs> place of residence. Condo, whatever. And she's putting the moves on. She cooked dinner. She's trying to woo him, seduce him. And it's time to get it in. They go to the bedroom, and it's time to do it. <laughs> and she's on top of him, right? She's on top of him. <laughs> and he, <laughs> they're making, like, the sex sounds, and he just barks. <laughs> like, I thought that was kind of funny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of funny actually but she opens her, her shirt to, to unveil her 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 breasts her breasts as David Allen Gray would say in a living color and Gordy his brain because remember he is an idiot wrestling fan it's probably the first pair of breasts he's ever seen in his life because he's a wrestling fan and wrestling fans are losers according to this movie well, I mean, you know, even say he's a virgin at this point. I, I, you, I don't, I don't remember that. But well, they don't say it. But we le- we learn after this that okay. it was his first time. Okay. Well, it's not surprising because he sees her <laughs> he sees and immediately yells "foreign objects" and punches her in the face, and then she falls. Oh God. Not call the cops. We just cut away. <laughs> and seeing in the window, and I, I'm assuming he continues to beat her up. I'm not sure if he's well, beating it. I'm not sure if he's beating it up. And it, you, can, you know what I mean by that. I'm not sure if he's beating it up or he's beating her up. Sounded like he's beating her up and not beating it up. You know what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying, Nick? <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I'm under the belief, though, he committed domestic violence in there. For hours and had sex with her too, <laughs> and just I don't know what the hell happened. We're just left to this left to the imagination. I PG thirteen. In my eyes, they started their no holds barred match. 
I'm speechless. It was an actual. <laughs> it was an actual match. No holds barred. So they didn't have sex. <laughs> no, they asked. That's exactly what they did do. It was just like <laughs> no holds barred. So they fought each other while having sex. Yeah, that's what I got out of it. I put that he pretty much beats her up for having breasts. I guess they had sex at some point. Well, didn't he, didn't she have like an offensive move in there at some point, or was that before I, then? I don't, bro. I mean, me maybe this mind. was before the bedroom. Yeah, she I was showing. Oh, or oh no, she. What he he like? She she was like, show me your moves or something. So he did, and he like soup. He like hip tossed her or something. And then they went, <laughs> and then they went to the bedroom. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Never mind. But yeah, I mean, I, it's funny, and to me, I thought they were like wrestling, like like he was, you know, going back and forth with her and wrestling. But then he sends his dad a postcard, right? Like the next scene, and he says he's not a virgin anymore. So, I mean, I think they were having that means a no, they did it. a no holds barred match, fighting and doing it at the same time, fighting and coitus, <laughs> yeah. all in one night. What did he say to her in the doorway when he first gets there and he gets like, I got these bananas for you or something like that? I can't remember what he said. <laughs> but it was something really yeah, stupid. Yeah, I, I didn't write it, but it, yeah, that was probably weird. Something stupid. <laughs> like, why, why did he bring bananas? Uh, uh, no, I think he said he forgot flowers, so I bought, picked these up on the way. <laughs> something like that. Uh, that was just, what What weird, was it? Uh, what was it supposed to be? Was it, did he, did he fight her? <laughs> like, I, I, Obviously, you need like I guess a love interest, so that was their story. And actually, I didn't see this coming. Like later on, uh, what Sasha actually is. So I was just kind of like, you oh, okay. didn't see it coming. No, I didn't what? see it coming. How did you not see it coming from a mile away? Because uh, this was she a was movie. Playing this man. This was a movie, not a WCW angle. No, she but was then clearly they, playing this man. I don't know. Whatever. Clearly, she was setting him up for something. Ain't no way she's just gonna be like, oh, the the, hot, the supposedly hottest Nitro girl all of a sudden <laughs> is into Gordy Boggs. Hey, oh man, yeah, I'm he, Wyoming hey, too. She's he, clearly lying. He's not a bad looking dude. I'm just saying. This is a movie. The, the movie should, in fact, this is a movie should have told you that something was up with her from the very beginning. Okay. I saw it from a mile away. Uh, Even as a kid, I saw it from a mile away. <laughs> okay. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here like, oh my. What a, what is what a what a what a what a lovely couple they make <laughs> exactly. So they were gonna get so, married before the match or something. Maybe, but no, not really at all, <laughs> not at all. So then they go to the gym, and guess who they find at the gym? Goldberg, of course, because he's just working out all the time. The next WWE that's just, that's champion. His character. <laughs> and twenty oh, twenty don't. years later, twenty one years later, the next oh, WWE he, champion he they might, find. He might because. Drew's got COVID. Oh, Lord Jesus Christ. It was like a year ago around this time where we found out Goldberg yep. was going to go against The Fiend at yep. Fastlane mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh, I think it was Fastlane or was it? When did he fight? When did he go against The Fiend? Somewhere around this time last year. And I was like, don't fast, like, do it, WWE. Don't ha- make it happen. Don't do it. Don't do it. And here we are again, a fast year later. Their, their last pay-per-view with fans, right? 
It's either that or Elimination Chamber, and that was in Philly. I was at that show. Mm. So, I can look it up. Oh, there was, but, no, there was no flat fast lane in 2020. It was Super Showdown. Oh. Did he win it? Super oh, Showdown? Oh, yes. It was Super Showdown. Oh it had to God. have been. And I was like, don't do it, WWE. Please don't oh do it. Please, please. And here we are again in the same situation just 12 months later or so, about a year later. Damn, they're going to do it again. Oh, my gosh. Yep, he beat him in th- less than three minutes. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. Back to the That was the on. And- hold on. That was on February 27th, 2020. Seems like 10 years ago, but seems not like, even. But it feels like yesterday, yeah. too, like at the same time. Like, I remember that vividly. I remember vividly yeah, I saying, like, don't do it. I remember. I remember. I remember. <laughs> I remember. So back to Goldberg in his prime in 2000. He's just working out all the time. This is what he does. And they're walking through the gym. They talk to Goldberg. And guess who I spot in the background? As an extra. John Cena. John. Jonathan Cena. You know who I, I don't know if that's even his name, Jonathan. <laughs> Uh, I believe I didn't even see it until I think I was researching something else, and then they had the still uh, on Google or something, and I saw it. And I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> that's him!" Looking like the prototype, John Felix Anthony Senior Junior. He has four names. <laughs> what? All right, that's, that's according enough. to Wikipedia. He has Come four on. names. Come on, John. What's John that? Felix Anthony Cena Junior. In the background, being an extra. JFAC. That's weird. That's, I want no. Don't do that again. <laughs> JFAC. Yeah. JFAC. Okay. <laughs> but that was pretty much the most interesting part of the scene. Well, I guess when the king asks for Goldberg's help, because apparently no, right. everybody needs a posse in this movie. That's the thing about wrestling. They need a crew. Mm-hmm. So he needs. He wants Goldberg to help him out. And Goldberg's like, nope, not helping you. Because one time we were in a tag team match in, uh, I forget what town it was, Toledo or something like that. And you were drunk. He's like, I had, you know, I'm sorry, baby. You threw up on me. You puked <laughs> on me. I was your partner. So Goldberg doesn't want to help him now. Because why would you want to help Jimmy King? He is a sleazeball. He's unprofessional. Right. Showing up drunk. Puking everywhere. Nah, fam. I don't want to help you. <laughs> you trash. So then we cut to Sal Bandini's place. We're back at Sal Bandini's. He's hanging out watching some old TV show. And here comes the evil Sid Vicious and Paris Saturn trying to ambush Sal Bandini. Because when you want somebody ambushed, you send in Sid Vicious and Paris Saturn to do it. Sid and Saturn. Sid and Saturn. Double S. They get their asses beat <laughs> by Sal Bandini. Sal Bandini. Let's just keep with a buck in this in this movie. He's the most badass person in this movie. He'd whoop everybody's ass in this movie. And he's like probably in real life and in character like like ninety seven. Like, <laughs> like, like he's an old man in a, in a velour sweatsuit. He beats the hell out of both of them until Sid hits him over the back of the head with some wooden piece of furniture, and that's what puts him down. Cheap shot. Put him in the hospital. 
Yeah, cheap shot for an object. Unbelievable. So we got him. They got we got these two getting beat up by old men. Then they go to the hospital. They're like, damn, man, we feel bad, but you know, the doctor's like, hey, he's a tough old man, but he'll pull through. He just he's banged up, you know. Can can we go see him? Sure, we're gonna go see him. And then Gordy gets the idea to get him a Butterfinger because Butterfinger paid for this sponsorship to be in this movie. <laughs> so. Uh, Gotta go get him a Butterfinger. Oh my god, that's right. I didn't even put two and two together. <laughs> because that's what that happened in this I know, movie. I forget. I know, but... It was some other type of product placement too in this movie that I can't remember. Well, but I just Butterfinger... I remember WCW back then had Surge and they would always like the soda, right? And they would always Man. do that crap. And that's like when I first was really into like I wasn't I didn't take these like marketing courses yet. Like in high school, we didn't have them at this point, so I didn't really know about product placement and marketing and stuff like that until like I was in college. So at this point, those things flew over my head all the time, just all the time they flew over my head. Look, I've learned a lot more about this type of stuff mm-hmm. working with the Eagles because we have sponsored posts, right? And I'm sure you might see them on Facebook or on yep. Twitter. Mm-hmm. People might like might be like, I don't care about this, but some people do care, and it, we're contractually obligated. For these posts so yep. for those out there who don't care about them look i understand i guess you know but look we're contractually obligated uh just like today we didn't want to drop toyota play of the year right uh so yeah so i understand that you know when you're contractually obligated you got to hit a certain mark you got to hit a certain number of posts and stuff like that that's just social media stuff that's not even like major brand type of activations and stuff like that so i've learned more about how kind of this stuff works and in what way and and then i watched like an episode of bar rescue the other day and crown royal stuff was everywhere in this episode they made like three drinks with crown royal love it they talked about how it's like the most popular whisk canadian whiskey in texas something like that most popular whiskey in texas which is surprising to me but i'm like then they had this thing at like at the bar that they fixed up they had this crown royal activation there where people could do this thing with the bags it's like how much money did crown royal put into this episode (laughs) They probably had a, a, a clause in the contract where they had to make three cocktails with Crown Royal. <laughs> and that, that's not a joke. That's probably legitimately in the contract. You have to have three cocktails of Crown Royal. Like, you can't do less than three. Like, it's got to be three. Because with us, we have posts. We, had to, we have post limits or post number we have to hit. And, you know, if we don't hit that number, we have ones throughout the season. And let's say we had to do... Uh, Xfinity, we got to do Xfinity sponsorship. We got to hit eight Xfinity posts throughout the season. We got to hit that number, <laughs> all right? And we better hit that number or else we breach the, con- breach the contract. So just learn about those different things here and there with when it comes to sponsorship. And here at Butterfinger, they had to mention Butterfinger at some point because <laughs> Butterfinger paid for that, <laughs> I'm sure. So Gordy goes to get the Butterfinger, but he overhears... That evil dastardly, Sasha. Dastardly Sasha. Dastardly evil. <laughs> as Jim Ross would call her, Jezebel. <laughs> <laughs> on the phone, on the payphone, which is like, wow, payphones. But yeah, also, that's, right? another, <laughs> right. that's another product placement. They had the 1-800-CALL-ATT or yeah. whatever <laughs> on top of the payphone. Well, phones. that's what Arquette was famous for, too, around that time. So exactly. it mixed perfectly. Exactly. So... She didn't have. He didn't have to like really like listen intently because she was talking super loud. <laughs> yeah. About this evil yeah. plot. 
That's when I knew something was up. <laughs> oh, you couldn't couldn't could not know at that point because she's like, "Yeah, I love you too, Sidus. Yeah, super loud." So all Gordon had to do was turn around and be like, "Oh man, that's messed up," and he leaves. So he gets. It's funny though because before he went to get the Butterfinger, Jimmy King is like, "Hey man, I want a Butterfinger too," but then they left it at that. Then they go to see Sal. Gordy gives Sal the Butterfinger. And then <laughs> he's looking as <laughs> Sal has a Butterfinger in his hand, I believe. You see King like kind of looking down at it like, oh, I still want that Butterfinger. <laughs> like, he's looking really hard at it. I thought that was kind of funny. That's like the only funny part in the movie I thought was legitimately funny. Like that was probably the, that was the only one that made you laugh and you go ha when he when he was staring at the butterfinger because he said i wanted one i want a butterfinger too and he didn't get it but sal got it and he was really looking at it like he wanted to steal it or something so they're about to leave new york they're about to head hop in the motorhome go back to wyoming and sasha wants to head back too what's up where, where are we going now and gordy's like no I'm going to find my heart. So what do you say? Some cheesy line. I'm going back to remember. find our heart because you don't have one. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Something like to that effect. I can't remember exactly what it was, Something but like it was that, very, yeah. very cheesy, very trash. And they left her behind in New York. So because she's dastardly evil Sasha. Who loves Titus and Claire, apparently. So on the way back to Wyoming, though, they stop at Jimmy King's house. His wife's house. Because Jimmy King doesn't have a house. They're driving around in his house. She sees him and immediately kicks him in the nuts. Not once, but twice. Because Jimmy King is a scumbag. He deserved it. <laughs> Point blank. Kicked him in the diddly. <laughs> what did she say before when she first... I hope a diddly falls off, turns black and falls off, and it falls in the crapper or something like that. Yep. <laughs> Falling the crapper. <laughs> Holy hell, man. Uh, who wrote this? <laughs> they didn't like Southern people, neither. No, nah, no. Nah. The, the boy's teeth was messed up. She you had know, crabs. You're, you're on to something, because maybe this was meant for Vince. That's what he I'm doesn't saying. like Southern people either. Not at all, even though he's from North Carolina. <laughs> oh, my God. So, <laughs> she kicks him in the nuts. The wife and son still hates him. He vows to make it right. And he's like, God, I'm going to get you a dentist. This is the last thing I do to his son. <laughs> I found that kind of funny. And I swear, I'm going to get you a dentist because the boy's teeth was all messed up because you know, he, he couldn't make payments on the braces. He stopped making payments on the boy's braces. How terrible is that? <laughs> and when I say boy, I mean his grown man yeah. son. Yeah. He's a full-blown adult. Ugh. <sighs> So they get back to Wyoming. <laughs> they get back great. to Wyoming. And as soon as they get back there, I guess as soon as they cross state lines, Gordy's dad there pulls up on him <laughs> and immediately takes him away. And he's finally going to take those. Because Gordy's dad wants his son to become a cop, just like the rest of the family. And he's like, you got to take this test to become a cop. And Gordy is finally like, okay, I'll do it. And this is where. I wrote down, we have reached a point where the good guys go through some adversity because hope seems lost. Gordy, he's not trying to 
do the whole wrestling thing anymore. He's going to listen to his dad. He's going to give up and take the test. They even come to his house and be like, hey, man, let's go. He's like, no, I'm not going to do it anymore, man. And they go through some adversity. It's like, oh, Gordy, what's Gordy going to do now? The, 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 the gang is split up. So just a little bit of adversity, of course. Then we get tryouts. They have wrestling tryouts because, again, for some reason, wrestlers need posses. They need crews. And Goldberg's out. I guess that was the one-man crew. So like, well, since we don't have Goldberg, we gotta have trials for everybody else. We can't, we can't ask anybody else. So they have trials in a, in a, literally in a barn in Wyoming with the mattress as a wrestling mat, and they're going through all these people. None of these people are any good. And but they settle on three people. One of them being a woman, only because she's good looking. And that's it. <laughs> I got nothing else out of that. No. It's just that I don't what? I don't get it. I didn't get it. I just what they don't need well, he doesn't need people to be with him, but what's she gonna and, do? Boop him to death? That that's kinda of funny. Actually. <laughs> I I'll admit. What you gonna do? Boop him to death? But they didn't even come into play in the match. They just was there, and they didn't fight anybody. Right, they didn't. Right, uh, so, like, what was the point of this again? There wasn't one. Okay. So then they they're all set and ready to go back. They're gonna leave Wyoming. They're gonna go to Vegas to the pay per view. And Sean's old girl, all of a sudden, because she saw him on TV, she likes him. <laughs> it's like Mike Jones back then they didn't want me now I'm hot they all on me and now he's hot and she's all on him now like Virgil no isn't that Mike Jones not his name Nick I hope you're telling a joke right now because if you don't know who Mike Jones is <laughs> clearly yes why would I yeah okay we're gonna have some issues yeah, of course it's a joke you should have immediately no, said let who let me, let me and I go me. Mike Jones then you go me. who and I say Mike Jones again and then not, then you go who Mike Jones. But. Who? He ain't hearing none of it. <laughs> Mike Jones. Like a lot of Jones. <laughs> there you go. Madge. She wasn't, he wasn't hearing none of it from his old girl now. Seriously, though, that's Virgil's real name, right? I, I do not recall. Maybe it's Virgil. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I doubt that. Because wasn't that like a rib <laughs> on Dusty Rhodes? That, that's the word on the street, at least. Was just like, I'm not to make him. I'm not to get on the dusty skin. Name him after a black guy. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jones. Okay, yeah, I was right. Well, All right. But Sean doesn't like his old girl anymore. I guess he's wised up. Doesn't like the hot blonde anymore. He likes the girl who just an hour before this is like, nah, can't like her because that's gay. Now it's like, you know what? I'm gay. Wait, no. Wait, what? No, 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 no. Not that. No, but she still has a vagina. So that doesn't make me. You know what? I like her. I like her. So they like each other. And they kiss. Which is so funny. Because they have no interaction other than those two moments. So it's like we don't even see. Like they don't even talk on the phone. Nothing to make Sean realize that Wendy's the one he likes. We see the beginning and then this. So, like, how does he realize that? We don't ever... Sean doesn't get any character, uh, you know, like, 
uh, development. Develop, yeah, development is what the word I was looking for. So, like, how do we know? Like, I want to know why Sean changed his mind. Damn it. Gordy and Sasha have more of a relationship on screen than yeah. <laughs> Sean and <laughs> Wendy. Wendy. Yeah. And Gordy and Sasha wasn't even a real thing. That was uh, all a, a ploy to get some information to ambush Sal Bandini. Mm. But yeah, you're 100 percent correct. They, there's nothing between them unless they got cut out of the final movie as a deleted mm. scene or well, see you didn't see it either. You watched it on whatever, and I watched it on. Amazon Prime, I believe. So, yeah, no, there was no, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. So yeah, that's awful. But even worse is that they kiss, right? And then they disappear. And then, then you know, Gordy pulls up. He says goodbye. You know, I, you know, I want to be with there with you guys. Not what, what, you know, yada yada yada. Then they they hop back in the motorhome, and they're about to pull off. But then. They had to stop because Wendy's still on the is in the motorhome. I didn't notice she was in the motorhome. She's in the motorhome with Sean. They are naked, wrapped up in the blanket, and they hop out the the thing naked. She didn't even put her clothes on. In the blanket, naked. She, he leaves the blanket. He covers his genitalia. He goes by, hops in the motorhome, and she is in the middle of this dirt road, nothing but a blanket, happy. So that means they kissed and immediately had sex in the motorhome right then and there. Like that, they didn't. I don't know if they exchanged numbers. They just got after it. <laughs> I mean, did they have numbers in 2000? Uh, like cell numbers? Not. I mean, <laughs> they, well, changed, even, they exchanged screen names on AOL. They, they had landlines, I guess, right? Yeah. You know. They had a cordless phone. We had to put on the base when the battery died, you know? <laughs> you remember that? Cordless phones. You're listening to The Straight Shooters, featuring Vaughn Johnson and Nick Picone, giving you the best and worst in the world of professional wrestling past and present. The Straight Shooters podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, the Radio.com app, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Spreaker, Player FM, and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. You can become a patron of The Straight Shooters for only $2 per month by signing up at patreon.com forward slash shooters radio. You'll get exclusive content never before heard from two of the best. You can also listen to classic episodes of The Straight Shooters at shootersradio.com. So now it's finally time after all this nonsense that we went through. It's finally time for the pay-per-view, which is called... The Royal Bash. Trash name for a pay-per-view. Hell of a logo. Trash logo. Hey, 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 hey. Trash logo. It was great. Trash logo. And they had the logo on the mat. Hell yeah. But it was a trash logo, so it just it was great. It. Trash it logo. Ha- of course they had to be it had to be bash in there, because that's what WCW was known for. Bash yeah. in every single damn pay-per-view name. <laughs> bash at the beach. Great American bash. I'm surprised they didn't start going Halloween Havoc bash and Stargate mm-hmm. bash. Just <laughs> adding it to the end of their pay-per-views. Remember WWE just had the bash? The bash, yeah, which year? was worse than anything WCW ever right. did. Like, wait, wait, wait. Great, what, 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 what was wrong with Great American bash? Like, right. If you don't want it to be a WCW show, then just name it something else. 
don't have and to they be changed a bash. the logo the first year and they kept the great american bash but they changed the logo and then they just got rid of the great american the next year and just had like the bash and that stupid logo and i absolutely hated everything about it yeah that was terrible glad that was only a one year thing i think the bash they come up with some stupid things wwe sometimes i just don't understand um the royal bash though is a WCW show that WCW never actually got a chance to use in real life. Because uh, they remember they used remember the game Mayhem, WCW Mayhem, and they actually made that into a pay per view at one point in real life. Uh, but I don't think WWE is going to unearth Royal Bash anytime soon to appease the Ready to Rumble fans who are calling, clamoring. None of which, none of them are clamoring for Royal Bash. Let's bring back, you know, brought back Halloween Havoc. They brought back in your house. And Great American Bash. They're not going to bring back Royal Bash, though. That's going to stay in WCW history. That's just my NXT thoughts. Royal Bash. Royal Bash. They'll do Royal Bash before they do King of the Ring, though. <laughs> Which is a damn shame. So the Royal Bash in this fictional universe takes place at the MGM Grand, which is where Halloween Havoc always was. Which is like, does this, does this replace Halloween Havoc? That shouldn't happen. But here we go. <laughs> we get to the Royal Bash, and this is where we get our first appearance from Steve Borden, better known as Sting, in the entire movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> they didn't think to have Sting at all. He's the most popular wrestler probably in the promotion, and he makes an appearance in the last 20 minutes of the movie. And he's sitting in a dark room with Titus and Claire. And he's telling him to swoop in at the end and stop Jimmy King. And if he doesn't, Sinclair will kill him. Because apparently, Sinclair got bodies in these streets. He is not afraid to catch a body out here. If he was a, he was a, he was a gangbanger, he'd have teardrops running down his face. The tattooed ones. <laughs> like, that's how he was, he was real out here in these streets with Sinclair. I will kill you. Dead. If you don't help me, if you don't help me stop Jimmy King from winning this fictional piece of metal called the World Championship in WCW, <laughs> wild stuff. <laughs> so we get to the this time. <laughs> if he said, if Sting wants a future at wrestling, like he hasn't been wrestling for like a decade plus, and as if there's no other promotions that Sting could go to. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> WWF doesn't exist in this, this universe. Is, well, this is exact. This is this isn't Eric Bischoff. This is Vince McMahon. Damn it. That's true. <laughs> that's 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 when it was Vince McMahon. It's like I run wrestling. Like, yeah. okay, we'll see about that. So now it's time for the match. And if you recall earlier, Titus and Claire said it's a steel cage. What he did not say was that it was a triple cage. <laughs> and that was surprising to King when he saw, I was like, oh, triple cage. Like, bro, you signed a contract. You agreed to this. You didn't know what type of match this was? <laughs> this is why you 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 owe alimony and, and, and child support because you don't read, apparently. Well, can he you don't read? read the, he probably can't. You, you didn't sign anything for this? You just was like, yeah, baby, let's do it. Boom. Steel cage. No, triple cage. It says it right there. Triple cage. <laughs> so, 
Mm. He looked surprised. He seemed shocked. Oh, man, Triple Cage. What? (laughs) As you mentioned earlier, it's a big WCW show. So who's going to be the ring announcer, Nick? The big old cat himself, Michael Buffer. Love it. Of course he's there. They were paying him in real life. (laughs) And listen. And they paid him in a fictional universe to play himself. This is quite literally a one-match show. Yeah, they didn't talk about any other matches on this show. <laughs> Literally a one-match show. Well, pay-per-view, nonetheless. Literally a one-match pay-per-view. I wrote here that they probably had to pay Michael Buffer just to use the title of the movie. Because you got to think, Michael Buffer has, let's get ready to rumble, trademark. That's Eagle fan Michael Buffer, too, by the way. He's an Eagles fan? Oh, he yeah, is. Yeah. I've seen him on Twitter tweet about us. Yeah. <laughs> he responded to one of my followers. Philaticus, and uh, he had said he had replied to something. Uh, I guess Bleeding Green Nation uh, shared, and then Michael Buffer replied to him about I guess coaching candidates or something like that. So hilarious! Oh man, I gotta I gotta report back to the people about this. I forgot all about yeah. Michael Buffer being. Yeah. We gotta get him in a, in a video at some point. I, I guess he's yeah, he's from the area or at least I think. Man, Bruce, right? I don't know. I don't know. But we got to get Michael Buffer involved in something. We got to yeah. use that voice. That's but he right. probably costs so much money. Oh my God, not, we, we can't, can't get him, him in the intro. <laughs> we, we can't afford get, Michael Buffer. Get, we're we'll not him in the intro. We'll just be like, hey, like we'll, ha- we'll act like we're having a casual conversation and I'll secretly record it. That's all. Yeah, that's, that's going to work out well. And that's not a way to get a suit at all. <laughs> hey, as long as one person knows, you know, it's not illegal, right? But we know. Just, we're talking about it. Yeah, all right, you can do that. I'll, I'll just look for clips of him saying shooters and straight, and then I'll just edit them together. <laughs> Michael Buffer loves the show. Can't you hear? Straight shoot shooters. Right. So, Michael Buffer, like I said, they probably had to pay him a lot of money just to use the title of the movie, which is funny. Uh, but then now here we are. The matches start. They got the entrances. He tells, I forgot that King has his interest with the pyro, and he tells Sean <laughs> Dawkins to watch the pyro. Sean Dawkins, by the way, is dressed like a pimp. No relation to Brian Dawkins, looked like. by the way. No relation at all. He's dressed like a pimp. <laughs> red suit, white shoes, red hat. Awful. Just awful. And he's like, hey, watch the pyro. And he's like, what? And he just stands there. Everybody else is walking. He stop. He stops for some reason, and the pyro goes off and sets him on fire. But he's fine. It's, don't worry about it. His <laughs> suit is not ruined at all. It's not burnt. He's fine. They could have added an extra layer to the match, but they decided not to. Just, just stupid stuff. Just unnecessary stuff. Just get to the ring. Like we've. This is supposed to be the the big match here. So to get to the ring, the match has started, and. They're, they're doing it. There's a lot. of One, the Triple Cage, you're a wrestling fan. You probably know this. You got to climb through each level. But this, you got to climb through each level and get to the top of the, the third cage to grab the belt. It's like a ladder match with cages, if that makes any sense. It's weird. It's really weird. Uh, They fight a little bit. But then Sean handcuffs DDP to the cage, which allows King to grab a ladder and climb up to the second cage. But as that's happening... Hooventude and a mass wrestler, mysterious mass wrestler comes out and stops him. <laughs> and then the other goons come out. The other DDP, that's, that's what Mike Tanae always calling them. Here comes DDP's goons. And they come out. We're like five minutes into the match and it's already overbooked. 
Like, who who booked this crap? Somebody who doesn't watch wrestling, apparently. King fends him off with a ladder. But as he's about to hit the mass wrestler, the mass wrestler goes, whoa, whoa, stop. Don't do it, Dad. And that causes Jimmy King to stop. Like, whoa, who's this? The guy takes his mask off, and it's Jimmy King's son. Oh, Lord, he can't hit his own son. He can't hit his baby boy. But in the biggest heel turn of the movie, little Jimmy King punches his dad in the face. And guess what? He deserved it. Because <laughs> his dad was a piece of garbage. Yeah. I don't care about your little wrestling belt. What about my braces, dad? What about my child support? What about my mom's alimony? What about spending time with me, dad? <laughs> That's more important <laughs> than your wrestling title. Uh, when is daddy coming back? I don't know. <laughs> He's out doing it, his little wrestling. Now, I might have missed it before this. Did you mention when uh, DDP was going to get handcuffed to the cage? I did. And what Sean said after that? Well, well, did you? Why did I not even catch this? Did you say when DDP said that stuff doesn't work? Oh, he threw the stuff in his eyes, right? <laughs> yeah, forgot about that. <laughs> he said threw that the stuff st- doesn't work. That's another thing. <laughs> oh my god! I, I have it in my eyes. notes. I, I thought I went over it. I thought it was coming up, but then I looked up and we, I had passed it. So I, yeah. yeah, that's what I was doing. It was so stupid, I skipped over it. That stuff notes. didn't work. That stuff doesn't it's like, work. So Mr. Fuji's gimmick is just ruined. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> just ruined. That like, stuff how, doesn't how the hell work. did Hulk Hogan win the title then? Like, ah. Doesn't At WrestleMania. Work. <sighs> it doesn't work, like DDP said. Because <laughs> that stuff was fake. <laughs> this, though, on this night, <sighs> this is real. <laughs> okay. This is real. That other stuff, everything else we've watched before this, throw that out. This is different. Mm. Okay? Let me just put it out there like that. This is different. All right? Five minutes into the match, we got DDP's homies coming down, and <laughs> yeah. it's a mess. This match is a mess. Okay? <laughs> his son has turned on him because his dad, yes, his dad deserved it. He's a terrible father. Didn't spend any time with him. So, Jimmy King deserved that beatdown from his son. But then out of nowhere, here comes Goldberg, Disco Inferno, Kidman, and Booker T to help <laughs> even the odds. What are just random crew of wrestlers to help Jimmy King? Why is Disco Inferno a part of this crew? He wants to be a part of everyone, man. He wanted to be part of the Wolfpack, and he wants to be part <laughs> of these guys, whatever they call themselves. I don't know. They had the ramp lower down, and you could see like the light <laughs> shine on them, and stuff. It was real dramatic stuff. Yeah. It was just, uh, but f- they can't get into the cage though because I think Sinclair locked them out. Yeah, right. Isn't that what happened? Padlock. So man. Goldberg is just yeah, he padlocked it with a chain. Goldberg is just just trying to shake the cage open. Apparently, <laughs> like yeah. the more I move it, the the more I can open it. He tried to be Kane. Yeah, it didn't work out. Mm. There was no door on there. So, to open the cage, though, here comes Gordy Boggs, just as a trooper, in a motorcycle that, how, let's explain, how did he get into the building? How did he get into the building with a motorcycle? 
How did they get the building? How did they get the motorcycle to the entrance and drive it up this ramp through the cage and not get arrested? Just how? Just what, what happened? What happened? But here's Gordy. He's in the ring. Nobody got hurt. He drove a motorcycle into the ring, bro. And stopped perfectly in the center. Right. Didn't, like, go <laughs> through the ropes and destroy the ring and run anybody over. He didn't miss it. <laughs> Can you imagine if he went over the ring and went into the crowd? Like, <sighs> Hey, he was a cop. The law. Gordy the Boggs, <laughs> a.k.a. the law. I wrote that he drove a motorcycle through the cage and all hell breaks loose. Because <laughs> that's what happened. People fighting everywhere. The great part is his dad's at work watching. Like they're they're watching the pay-per-view at the precinct, I guess. Right. Or, or, or. On a television. <laughs> like, like Sherminator, who's watching it apparently yeah. on his mobile TV, like this little portable TV. Mm-hmm. Well, and this is a pay-per-view, right? You Mrs. don't get pay-per-views B- on portable TVs. Mrs. McKenzie, you know, at home. you Standing on her couch. Talk about two foot oh, backwards yeah. and whatnot. Oh, yeah. She, for some reason, always dressed in really crazy outfits when she <laughs> watched wrestling. Nice way to put what? it. Nice way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she dressed in BDSM while she watched wrestling. Uh, I guess it was free in Lost Wyoming. I guess you can get it on a portable TV, which mm. <laughs> that's why I remember portable TVs. Yeah. I remember I, I had so. one when I was a kid. A lot of them were like, in like uh, kitchens when I grew up. A lot of them were like stationed on the counter or something in kitchens. I remember or... I took a, I had a, I took a bus trip to New York when I was a kid with my mom and we went to New York. I forget why we went to New York. I think to see some, some friends. Something Cursed like that out Giants had. fans. That, that was part of it. That was definitely part of the trip, but <laughs> but to see like friends that we had up there or something like that and then I had a portable TV and I was like oh I'm watching TV on a bus and it's like now it's like portable TV I have a phone <laughs> like, I, have a cell phone. I can watch movies on my phone but back in like 2000 you, just 20 years ago you couldn't that wasn't even a thing you couldn't even imagine doing something yeah, like that I never would have had one growing up <laughs> like that's wild so all hell breaks loose, and while all hell is breaking loose, for some reason, this is the time that Sasha comes to the ring <laughs> to confront Gordy. Yeah, right. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm glad you're here. But what happened? <laughs> right. Oh my God. It's like this is the t- like who wrote this? Why is this the time? This is a this is a match with there are like ten people in the ring beating each other all to hell. If Jimmy King loses, he's dead. Like, come on, he's dead. He's gonna get murdered and buried in the desert somewhere. And if he wins, he gets a million dollars and a world title. He can pay some of his child support finally. <laughs> Instead of being a deadbeat scumbag. For a right, and embraces. He, that, that boy boy needs some braces. Instead, she's out there talking, trying to, I guess, mend their relationship that wasn't even a real relationship. <laughs> right? Right. I'm, and not Sean really keeps that, in- I'm not really that girl. Right. And then Sean keeps interrupting. And she's like, quiet, you know, stop talking. And then she gets hit square <laughs> in the face with a ladder. <sighs> she out. Like, this woman got beat up by Gordy. 
in the roughest sex session of all time. <laughs> and then she gets hit in the face with a ladder. That was funny in 2000. She was unconscious on the ground. No one said it batted an eye. Mm. That, was, that was weird. That was a weird scene. So, that's going on. DDP, somehow, and, and King, I should say, get to the top of the cage. King gets flipped off the top of the cage to the on, to the top of the first cage, right? Something like that. <laughs> DDP is on top of the cage, the, the bang thing. He's about to grab the title and win. And out of the rafters comes Sting, swooping in like Batman. <laughs> <laughs> All dramatic with his orchestral theme, his orchestral yeah. version of his theme music. It was very, very dramatic and shot like Batman. I just felt yeah. like it was Batman. Yeah, yeah. He comes swooping in. He knocks EDP off. And they start back at square one. And then he gets to the ground. And Sean and Gordy are like, hey, we love, we love you. We're men. We're not afraid to admit that we love other men. <laughs> yeah. And Sting just backhands him yeah. right in the face. Pow! Just like, damn. And that's like a... I looked at that and I was like, okay, that's supposed to be funny. Uh, we're not allowed to tell all the men we love them, clearly. That's it. And then Gordy, because he's a fanboy, he, yeah, hit me too, and he hits him too. <laughs> this is all happening in the middle of a world title match, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And li- Can you imagine, like, at ringside, less, you're just seeing, this is less you're just seeing Sting swoop in. You're seeing yeah. Sting whoop, swoop in, and he goes out and punches two people in the face for no reason. Like. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, this is all less overbooked than a regular WCW match at this time. That's that's true. This fit right in with WCW, boy. <laughs> like the time Buff Bagwell and left the ring and then came back in a Bill Clinton oh costume God. and interfered that was like in the two match years that he was a part this, of, wasn't it? Like, geez. oh yeah, interfered in the match that he was already a part of or something like that, and then yeah. cried out for Monica Lewinsky after the match. Yeah. That was supposed to be hysterical. Oh boy. It's our deep dive on Halloween Havoc 98. You should go listen to it. Go check it out in, in the archives. Uh, after they start at square one, they climb back up to the top of the cage, the top of the top cage, the third cage. And they're fighting each other. And they have this dramatic moment with DDP, for some reason, ask King who you fighting for. Like, why was that important? And why was that a thing? And then he yells out, May! Which is like, was that supposed to be like King learning something? Like, he's always fought for himself. Like, that's when he's selfish. That's the whole part of his trait of his character. That's the flaw. He's selfish. In the beginning, he gave up, and now he gave up because he didn't think he could fight for himself anymore. But now everyone he's was just against for himself. Because everyone was against him. Literally, like, his buddies turned on him. So, I don't know. But then he has buddies now again. Because of Gordy and Sean. But now he's still just fighting for himself. He, if like, well, he I'm fighting for die. my family. He doesn't want to fighting die. For, I'm fighting for my family or something like that. That would have been noble. Uh, that's true. I need the $1 million to save my marriage. Yeah. That would have made sense. Get my boy these braces. <laughs> so, after that... <laughs> King somehow manages to slam DDP <laughs> through every single level of the cage. Like, he went through 
the first, the, the, the top of the first, first cage, through the bottom of that one, through, through the top, through the bottom of the second one, and through the top of the third one, and lands flat on his back on the mat. Not even a, uh, like an indentation on the mat. No. Flat on the mat. But then we don't even see, when, when they're doing the aerial view of like DDP falling through the cages, we don't even see Jimmy King. Like, he slammed him, so we should see him at the top, right? It's like everyone just disappears, and DDP is the only one in the in the camera angles. He uh, went straight through. He went straight through. And the thing that should have killed him, or at least paralyzed him, he just sat, he just laid there. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> yeah, he should have at least been paralyzed after that. So, after DDP is damn near has his back broken, King grabs the belt. And wins. And once again, the guy who was on top of the world and, uh, uh, you know, abuses power in wrestling and was a terrible human being, only to rightfully have it taken away from him, he's back on top, baby. <laughs> and Goldberg, among others, couldn't be happy. Goldberg was just, yeah, yeah! Like, <laughs> like he won the title. Right. Like, Goldberg, maybe he bet. Be maybe, he, maybe he bet on the main event. Uh, they Maybe were in he Vegas. stopped at Vegas. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, they stopped are in Vegas. Casino. So Goldberg and everybody else is happy. Titus Sinclair is very sad, but he has nobody to blame but himself because he gave King the match. King didn't even ask for the match. <laughs> no, like what? Ain't like King demanded the match. He just said, yep, you're going to get this match and a million bucks. You're stupid, that's like, Titus Sinclair. That's like Vince McMahon putting Stone Cold in the main event of WrestleMania. Right, that didn't happen. Stone Cold had to somehow find a way to win his way into the match. <laughs> Vince McMahon doesn't give him WrestleMania main events. <sighs> Titus Sinclair is upset. Sean and Gordy <laughs> just... Assault him right then and there. Yeah, Beat him up. You tell him, hey, wrestling. Right, wrestling belongs to the fans, and they just, I guess, I, for lack of a better term, feed him to the fans. They throw him over <laughs> yeah. the guardrail, and the fans start just whooping his Stop ass. It. I guess <laughs> stomping and they trampled this man. And I put they did it so they can further assault him. But it's like, what happened to Titus Sinclair? Did he die? <laughs> They just, that, that's, know, they were just somebody like should go to jail. <laughs> but you could die from that. Yeah, but uh, I mean, he's under there crying. Oh my uh, god! Yeah, that's what like, I think. Like he wasn't unconscious, so in my mind, uh, they weren't like killing him. But not yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Even before you go unconscious, you feel the you're still conscious before that. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I I didn't understand. It's like it's like no holds barred when Brown. Clearly got electrocuted and died. <laughs> yeah. And and who who, who Zeus, would replace him as the top executive at that network now? I always wondered that. Maybe it's Titus Sinclair. <laughs> who knows? But 
I, I, everybody was happy when Burrow died. This man died. And I don't know what happened to Titus Sinclair, but I'm assuming he, he at least had severe internal injuries or something like that. Severe injuries. Critical. Mm. So. Oh, well. Yeah, he, right. Maybe Sasha will help him. Maybe. Maybe. What wakes up? She's still unconscious. Yeah, she, she wakes up. If she doesn't have a traumatic brain injury after getting hit in the face with a ladder, she might be all right. She might be able to help him. So, there you go. I guess they got the comeuppance. guess so. So, now we're back in the ring, and Gene Oakland is announcing that King is the champion. But then he asked him, and I always found this weird. It's like, oh, are you going to go after the tag titles? What do you think about unification? It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, where the hell did that come from? Gene Oakland trying to get trying to get the scoop for his hotline, but like I never understood it. It's like, is it was it always a thing back in the day at least that the world champion also went after the tag title? Well, I mean, he's and got they the, the, won, you know Gordy now the law, you know. But not like just the concept of not like outside of the movie. Was it ever a thing in wrestling where the heavyweight champion once he won the heavyweight title? would try to win the tag titles, and that was considered unifying the titles? <laughs> I don't know, I man. Never underst- I just never understood. I never understood it. It's like, he needs... I just never understood it. It's WCW 2000, man. It's just an extension of WCW 2000. It's just an extension of WCW 2000. Whoever wrote this movie didn't understand wrestling and didn't understand that Ric Flair never challenged for the tag titles when he was NWA world champion. Mm. That was Arn and Tully. Or Ole and Arn, like whoever. Yeah. That wasn't me. They got the tag titles. I'm good. I, I'm the world champ. I, I just didn't understand it. Hulk Hogan, he had buddies, but he didn't try to go after the tag titles, did he? I don't recall. Uh, Except when he was yeah. with uh, Brutus. <laughs> Brutus in the early '90s when he wasn't champion anymore. So that always made it weird to me, but. You mentioned Gordy, a.k.a. The Law, which is funny, like I said earlier, because <laughs> David Arquette is actually a wrestler these days. Like, he's really out here in these streets wrestling and bleeding and taking bumps and all that. He's doing it all. And then we cut back to Wyoming, where Sean pretty much at the beginning all over again. Where Sean is outside that same convenience store talking to the same three little boys about this miraculous story. When Goldberg tosses the store clerk through the wind, through the door, the glass door of the store, <laughs> yeah. he assaults this clerk who probably did nothing to him. Um, so that that clerk's a jerk, so he probably did not say to Goldberg. Something. Uh, he probably said something. He ain't say nothing. Goldberg, by the way, he's probably a proud boy. Wow, that's a whole different story. Hmm. Goldberg, by the way, is wearing nothing but his trunks and boots because that's just <laughs> what he wears all hey, the that's time. That's what wrestlers do, man. This is what he wears, right? They assault the store clerk, then they make him call him like daddy or something like that, and they just bullied the guy. Good. Then they all hop if into he, the if Hummer. He's a proud boy, good. Okay. But then they all hop into the Hummer and drive off into the yeah. distance somewhere <laughs> with uh, the Nitro Girl who's driving it. Right, Nitro Girl. They so they just hang out with the Nitro Girls now. And you got Sal Bandini in the back with like a makeshift jacuzzi. Yeah, he's back, back, baby. He's back. H- half naked, 
<laughs> I'm assuming, with two other Nitro girls, one being Charmel. And that's just how they're driving down the road. I, I couldn't imagine driving down a dark-ass road in Wyoming in the back of a car, like, jacuzzi-style. What? That's on my bucket list, baby. Good luck with that. And that is ready to rumble. The fun, I think it's hilarious. One of those little kids is wearing a stick mask, and he's been just wearing it on top of his head and back of his head. Like in the beginning and at the end, just makes me laugh. I'm sure, they shot they shot those scenes back to back <laughs> on the same day. Yeah, but I'm just and, like, the one dude's wearing a crown because of Jimmy King. Hilarious, hilarious. If I was in there, I'd be wearing my LOD uh, foam spike pads that I had. <laughs> I'd be like, "Let me wear this. It's not WCW, man. I don't care." Man, that movie was just... It was funnier to me than it had any right to be. Uh, never seen it before until I watched it last Tuesday. Uh, did not see it. Like, th- the first time watching it, I was a 35-year-old. <laughs> so uh, I think the funny parts to me are clearly like just stupid for a movie, uh, even a wrestling movie. And uh, clearly uh, a product of the times in 2000 when it comes to pro wrestling and just weird storytelling, like a convoluted story that was just weird. So, I mean, like, weird and bad. Like, Goodberger was also kind of the same. It was stupid, funny. No, and the the storyline was funny. Uh, I mean, mean, it had a storyline, but it was kind of convoluted, but it was funny. And it was for, I guess, a different audience. This movie, Ready to yeah. Rumble, I, I mean, it was stupid for a whole other reason, but I found like the stupid humor still made me laugh, but that's just because I'm immature. So. But that, you bring up a good point. That good, a movie like Good Burger was meant for kids. It was a, a character based off a good sh- of a kid's show, and it built around that, but there were legitimately funny moments in Good Burger that I still laugh at to this day. When Sinbad comes in, and it's like, Brother Reed, you done messed up my afro. Like, I was on the floor <laughs> yeah. laughing, bro. <laughs> like, you done messed up my afro. And then he goes, I'm going to cross the street to the to Mondo Burger, home of the Big Booty Burger. <laughs> he sings a song on his way out. That's funny, yeah. Like, yeah. Sinbad steals a movie. But there are other funny moments in that movie that are hysterical, to me at least. And I, I love again, when they're cheering. I mean, one of my favorite moments when they're cheering for Ed at the end. And yeah, what? Like him. He's like, what? 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 <laughs> Come on, what? <laughs> or when Ava Goder falls and he's like, I think I broke my ass. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's great. But like, it's not meant for, it's not meant to be funny to a wider, I don't think a wider audience, but it, it I don't know. I think Ready to Rumble, they had high expectations for that movie. Well, Good Burger, which is a funny kids movie, Nickelodeon movie. You know, we get what we get out of it, but we'll see what happens. I don't, I don't <laughs> see. I felt like this because they had, like I said, legitimate people behind this movie. They had Good Burger too. That was a you know big movie, but like, I don't know. I feel like they put this is supposed to be much more than just like ah, we'll see what happens. Like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But Good Burger hit. Good Burger actually worked. <laughs> like it actually worked on multiple levels. Like when they when they're um, dressed as the old woman in in the, in the Mondo Burger, <laughs> yeah. you know, ah, water. I'm so I'm so <laughs> thirsty. 
Water. 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 Or like when they catch um, catch him in the Mondo Burger with the clothes on and <laughs> Keenan has like normal clothes underneath his, his, his old lady clothes, but Cal actually has like lingerie on. That movie's hysterical, it, and it's funny because I don't even think Keenan said anything. You just the look, <laughs> just looked at him. It, like you didn't need a line for that. Like ready to rumble, you needed lines for crap like that. But the look oh, from Keenan oh is all God. you needed, and that was what made it. <laughs> I don't think they laughed at him too. <laughs> the, the Mondo Burger guys. Oh man, I might watch that movie tonight. That movie's Tell so funny, man. I forget, man. I forget where I watched it. I don't know if it was on Amazon or Disney Plus or what, but man. But and you had the great scene where they're I think. The great scene where they're dancing in the uh in the insane asylum with George Clinton. <laughs> yeah. It's great. And they're dancing with the security guards or when the the big mean guy tosses Keenan out the window. He's like, oh, break the window. Arr! And he just grabs him. He's like, No, please don't throw me out the window. <laughs> <laughs> That movie's too funny, man. We're gonna do, we're gonna need to do a deep dive on that. I think it's gonna be twenty times better than <laughs> Ready to Rumble. Twenty times better because they thought they were really funny with that movie. Good Burger, which is a fun time. They were just having fun, and it worked. So <laughs> I recommend Good Burger over the, the official ruling. Good Burger greater than Ready to Rumble for sure. Like not even a, a like not even a competition. Oh, it's on Netflix. <laughs> I watched it on Netflix then. It's only a 32% on Rotten Tomatoes. Man, that sucks. Good Burger. 63% with the audience. So it's got a better audience score and a better critic score than uh, Ready to Rumble. So there you go. So any final thoughts on Ready to Rumble as we wrap it up here for episode 267? Uh, I, I mean, it was funny. Like, it was funny. In ways that I didn't think I would expect it to be funny, um, but that's of course my amateur humor uh, coming to play here. Uh, not a great movie by any means. Uh, just a bad time in WCW where I saw that logo and it just brought back bad memories. It was like, oh, can they? Like, I mean, hey, I guess it was what uh, was. I don't even know. No, I, no other thoughts. I don't know what I'm trying to do. So. I'm done. <laughs> <sighs> this movie. I watched it when I was a kid because it was a wrestling movie and I loved wrestling. I thought it'd be fun. And as a kid, I liked it. And I haven't really gone back to watch it since because I knew it was, wasn't that good. And now that I've watched it as an adult, it's like, man, this movie should have been evidence is like yo WCW is done (laughs) it's done it's over the movie was not good even with David Arquette and everybody else a year from its release WCW was done it was gone a year after its release Mm. so with that said let's wrap it up for episode, episode 267 Nick take us out with some plugs please you can follow me at Nick Picone on Twitter. Follow us at Shooters Radio on Twitter. We are on Facebook at facebook.com slash Shooters Radio. And you can find this podcast and other podcasts at phillyinfluencer.com, 
phillyvoice.com. I am at Vaughn M. Johnson on Twitter. If you can't find me there, you can find me out here in the streets, but not really because we're in the middle of a pandemic. And you can hear stuff is going down in these streets, so I'm probably going to stay in the house as you can hear all these sirens coming back and forth. Oh, man. More sirens. It's a busy night. Coming through. It is a busy night. What the hell is going on around mm. here? But that's why you won't find me out here in these streets too much. But uh, you can check out my writing, PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Also, you can check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash shootersradio. If you want us to deep dive into something that you know you want us to do, make a request. Go over to Patreon, patreon.com slash shootersradio. Make your request, and we shall fulfill it over there at Patreon. For Nick Picone, I'm Vaughn Johnson. Thanks for listening to episode 267 of The Straight Shooters, and we'll catch you all again next week. Peace.